The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What am I doing? Stirring the pot. Good afternoon. Big Sales National Football Show. And it's game week. It is game week. And rent is due on Sunday, September 11th. Wow. We have talked and talked and talked. And built up. The Philadelphia Eagles during this offseason. Free agency. The draft. Howie Roseman. The so-called improvement of Jalen Hurts. It's here. We're going to find out if this team is going to live up to expectations. If this team is going to be able to plug it in like the 17 team and not turn out to be the dream team. Which one are they going to be? A lot of new faces. A lot of new faces. Rent is due. By the way, real quick, I hope everyone had a spectacular Labor Day weekend. You get a chance to spend time with the family. Really the last weekend of summer, then we get into the fall, and here we are. By the way, also, that had to have been one of the greatest college football week ones I've ever seen. The ratings were over the top. I'm going to tell you something here. Football is going to own the networks on Thursdays until Monday. Because Saturday's college football, Sunday's NFL football, the ratings over the weekend. I know Xander's probably looking at my ballot going, Bama too? Ah, you beat a stiff. I thought Georgia beating Oregon the way they did, albeit it was a home game was probably the most impressive victory versus a top 10 team. I did think the Gators beating Utah was big, but them beating them. Now this week, they got a big game, Alabama. And if they win big, I'll put them back to number one. And I've said this before. I do think Bama wins the national title, just so you know. But I like to give teams credit for having big opponents in the opening week. I look at who you play, okay? I look at who you play, and I like when teams play big opponents. They got a big one this weekend. I think they're going to destroy Texas. All right, enough with that. We're going to get into college football. By the way, my friend Rob Stone from College Football on Fox, the network desk host, is going to be with us on Wednesday, I believe it is. We'll have a chance to talk to him. 
Warren Moon is going to join us this week as well. We're going to have Jay Glazer this week talking Eagles. Today, we're going to have Gary Cobb, as always, from Fox 29. We so look forward to him each and every single, traditionally Monday. But because we were off, he's going to join us today at 4.30. I cannot wait. Hey, and I'll say this to you, too. I wasn't impressed with Tyler Van Dyke at Miami, and I surely was not impressed with C.J. Stroud of Ohio State. Notre Dame hung in that game, and I'm looking at those two guys for potential dudes that how we may be evaluating, potentially, if Jalen doesn't get it done. And I went like this. I don't know. Now, Ohio State's talent, they ended up taking Notre Dame down just because of the war of attrition, but I wasn't impressed with any one of those guys. So we'll see. We'll get more into that, and it is Lions and Eagles week. I cannot wait. And by the way, I had a great conversation with Chris Spielman, and I'm going to tell you what the Lions are doing as they prepare for this game against the Eagles. It's going to be an interesting ball game. Unlike Barrett Brooks, I think this game is going to be close. Okay? I think this game's going to be close. And let me tell you what they're doing. Spielman said this last year, what was it, 44 to 6? The Philadelphia Eagles did whatever they wanted to the Detroit Lions last year. They did whatever they wanted. They ran for 238 yards. They threw the ball around. They were pretty much doing everything at will. Do you know what the coaching staff has been doing with the players throughout the entire training camp? They've been showing that film. Now, I'm not saying this. Hey, we're, we're going to play. But they're showing them what the Eagles did to them last year. Chris Spielman says he expects the Eagles to do this. Well, why would I change my game plan? Let's see if the Lions have fixed their issues. If you're the Eagles, why wouldn't you run them over again? You ran them over last year. They were atrocious on defense last year. But do you know what happened after that ass kicking that the Eagles gave the Lions? Last six games of the year. You want to hear? They were three and three. Jared Goff had a 101.8 quarterback rating. And that game kicked them into high gear that they need to do things better. That was almost like an epiphany game for the Lions. The Eagles rolled and killed them. They killed them. And everybody had accountability after that game in Detroit. I'm not telling you here, and I'm not saying it, that all of a sudden, the Lions now are good. I'm not. But the guys in Vegas and Atlantic City are saying three and a half right now. Will that number go up or down? It's a road game. It's week one. We all know anything can happen in week one of the NFL. Don't you think that point spread's a little close? Those guys aren't traditionally off the number. Okay? Not traditionally off the number. We're going to look at the 2022 Detroit Lions today. And what we're going to do here out of the gate, I'm going to show you what I think Detroit, having talked to Chris Spielman, their senior executive yesterday, what I think the Lions are going to try to do to the Eagle offense. And also... 
what the Lions are going to do to attack the Eagle defense. We're going to get into that. There's no question that this offseason has built up expectations so high that everybody in Philly and even national people have started to jump aboard the Big Sills bandwagon because what did I and have I been telling you for three and a half months? Right, Xander? I think this team makes it to the NFC Championship game. I was the first guy to say it. I think if you play your cards right, you win 12 games, you could be the team that wins home field advantage. And if the Eagles are going to do anything in the postseason, you're going to have to win 12 ball games. Because if you have to go on the road to play Brady or Aaron Rodgers, you're not beating those teams yet. You're not in that conversation yet. Now, war of attrition, all of that other stuff, you could be healthier. We'll see. No one has a crystal ball on that. That's what makes the NFL season so much more special than, say, the NBA. Because we all know this in the NBA, right? Watch this in the NBA. Wake me up in June. There's four teams that can win it. The rest of them are just filler. And nobody cares how the players don't care. Baseball is so drawn out and dragged out, you know? But the NFL is one-sixteenth of the season, each and every one-seventeenth of the season, each and every single week, and every game matters, okay? Jones says, still trying to give those Lions some credit. No, I'm giving them respect. Jones, I respect my opponent. That's what I'm doing. Not credit, respect. You go into a fight thinking you're going to beat someone's ass again and you're not prepared? Don't be shocked when you get beat. Every game matters. Every time you step on a field matters. I respect my opponent. Okay? I respect my opponent. And the Eagles are not a team yet where they can walk on the field and not respect opponents. 44 to 6 is a... That's last year, my friends. This is week one. This is chapter one. You got 17 chapters to write a book this year. How's it going to sound and how's it going to read? We're going to find out. Sports says we're starting two and four. Start Sunday. Hey, guess what? On Mon- on Tuesday, excuse me, September 6th sports, we're both right. You don't know and I don't know. Players have to go out and play this reality television show on Sunday. If you have some sort of insight on what you think the first six games are going to be, can you send me some Powerball numbers? I'd appreciate it. Okay? You need to go into Ford Field on Sunday and beat the living piss out of that team. Okay? You can't play down to opponents. You got to roll in there and work them. I don't want to hear this. Well, it's week one and you know. No. Super Bowl contenders and champions fight like champions every night because champions get the best of the opponents because they know that they're more of a, they're a benchmark team. The Eagles are a benchmark team for the Lions. Okay. 
a benchmark team. Okay? Benchmark team. This is, and here, I wrote some of these numbers down here. Three and three after that 44 to six beating that the Lions put on them. Okay? Which means they got better. Had more accountability. Okay? Flex. Film, no film. Hard work, no hard work. Campbell, Phil Campbell, Dan Cilio at DT Eagles, another route, 44 to 13. I hope so. We shall find out. We shall. How I think the Lions are going to attack the Philadelphia Eagles on Sunday. Personally, I don't think they have the horses on that side of the ball to slow down the running attack. Now, if the Eagles want to get fancy and start throwing the ball, you'll keep the Lions in the game for 58 minutes, and then you'll make it a nail-biter. But if you do what you do best against a team that can't stop the run, why don't you do something that is simple coaching? Here's what I would do if I'm Nick Sirianni, Shane Steichen. Here's what I would do. Here's what I would do. I would run the ball down their throat and see if they fix their issues. Let's just see it. See if you fixed it. Why would you do something different? Why would you outcoach yourself? We see it all the time. Okay? They got to stop the run. They've got to load the box up. I told Chris Spielman this, bro, I don't think you have the horses to stop them, but if that's me, I put eight in the box. I put eight in the box against the Eagles. I try to, you have to do everything you can to keep that thing under three and a half yards of carry. That's a benchmark that the Lions need to do against the Eagles on Sunday. Got to be three and a half for you to have a shot. If they're running the ball for five yards of carry, 238 yards, you're done. And it will be a destruction. It will be a destruction. And what I would do is I'd make Jalen Hurts beat me. Make that dude beat me. The running attack and Jalen running can beat me. Jalen passing. And by the way, I, I, I heard Cosell on with the guys on Sports Take tonight or uh, today. I heard him, what he was talking about, and he agrees with me. Jalen Hurts is not a really good passer. He, he's not a not saying he can't play the position. I happen to agree with Greg Cosell. He can play the position, but he's not, and nor will ever be a prototypical passer in the league. I've been saying the same thing. He'll never be that. What you see with Josh Allen and them dudes. He's going to have to win games differently. Okay. Hey, everybody is their own, you know, their own style. You know, we're talking styles here. Not everybody has to be Joe Burrow, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Okay. This is what I this is what the Eagles have to prepare against. 
eight in the box, and they're going to have to throw the ball to move the sticks in some situations, okay? Can he do that? Now, do I think the Philadelphia Eagles have the superior talent? Yes. How many times we watch football games where the superior talent doesn't always win the ball games? So, if you're the Lions, you got to stop that run. And if you're the Eagles, in my opinion, you've got to continue to run. You know, one of the things that I heard Greg Cosell talking with Jalen, and it, it, I, I thought it was more of the same thing. Jalen Hurts does not really sit in the pocket with pocket presence. That was Cosell today. When it breaks down, he doesn't see it. He takes off running. He doesn't have patience in the pocket. That's not going to develop your passing game. And you're going to need to win games, not against the Lions. Okay, but this would be a good game. Power running, power running, power running, play action. Get some of the – he should probably throw the ball in this game 23 times, 24 times. Doesn't really have to be a 38 attempt game because I don't think the Lions have fixed their issues when it comes to stopping a run, especially against a team like that. Okay? Double O, stop, dude. Stop it. You're the only, or some of you are the only people that think this guy has arm talent. Nobody in the NFL thinks it. He's going to have to win games differently. Accept it. I'm not the only one that says it. Funny, when I say it, Xander, everyone thinks I'm a hater. When other shows get the same people on and say the same things, just differently because I'm more direct because I'm not a bullshit artist. You guys don't like what I'm saying. Running game who? Whatever that means. Um... Lions played two safeties high all game last year. I don't see them doing that again. Daz, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to load the box, in my opinion, if they're gonna have a shot stopping that running attack. Now, again, is Steichen going to try to jam the football down the field throwing it? If you start getting three and outs, you keep the Lions in the ball game. Why not do the same thing you did last year and find out if they fix their issues? I don't think they have. I don't think the Lions have fixed their issues. Okay? I don't. James says, um, zero arm talent? I'm talking about Jalen Hurts. Thank you, Mr. International. He does 4,000 yards passing at Oklahoma. Against Kansas versus against an NFL team. <laughs> okay. So that's how that's how I would if I'm the Lions. And if I'm the Eagles, run that thing. Run the ball down their throat. You are Mike Tyson. Don't be Floyd Mayweather in this game. 
Throw haymakers. Knock them out. Then you're going to be able to have more of a creative offense, and then you're going to be able to put up big numbers throwing the ball. But if that's me in the first, second quarters, I'm going to punch you in the face if I'm Philly. I'm going to run it right at Aiden Hutchinson. I'm going to run that dude over. Why wouldn't you? What, because your egos? And I don't believe that Nick Sirianni has that kind of ego. Okay? Listen, we're about to find out what the kid's got. No excuses. The goal is for the kid not to carry and agreed. He just can't he can't be your leading rusher at the end of the year. Okay? Mr. International, Jalen Hurts will dice the living you know what, out of the Lions secondary. Okay. Let me see here. Let's go over to the defense and what the Lions will attack on the Eagle defense. Let's take a look at this here. I think this way. If the Lions are going to sit here and they're going to play and how the Lions attack that that Eagle defense, go after the new guys. Find out if they really understand Jonathan Gannon. Spielman said the same thing I did yesterday. Most of the time, when you get new players into a new system, they don't, you really think CJ knows exactly what to do? Being there 10 days, attack him. Throw the ball at him. Every new player on the team I'm attacking. Hell, Fletcher Cox didn't understand the defense last year. After week seven, he finally put his hand up and said, I don't understand it. Attack the new guys. Attack Kaiser White. Attack Hassan Reddick. Attack all these guys. People are under the impression that every single one of these new additions are going to have Pro Bowl years. Really? Yeah, because that always pans out. What coordinators do, they always attack the rookie or the new dude. That's standard process, and that's what teams do. That's why you don't like to see a lot of turnover. Half that unit has not played in that system. Half that unit has not played together. And you think a couple helmets and shorts practices and a couple drives in a preseason is going to make you think that that team is going to be communicating and on the same page? I want to see that. Okay? I want to see that. Jay says the Lions suck. They sure do. If they suck, it should be 44-3. to No excuses then. That game should not be close if the Lions suck. You're right. On paper, which we've been talking the entire offseason, I mean, if we had to hand out awards, the Eagles are your champions in the offseason. Now we got to put it to work. Now we got to put the grill together. Golf is a pro quarterback. After that ass beating last year down the stretch, 101.8 quarterback rating, they were 3-3. Three and three. 
for a team that sucked majority of the year, okay, that was a pretty good ending for a team that was turning it around. Okay, that says I don't see N'Kobe Dean getting massive playing time. Absolutely not. Nor do I see Jordan Davis getting a lot of playing time. I also like the fact that, you know, Greg Cosell agreed with me about Jordan Davis. I put that out last week, didn't I, Xander? One thing about Jordan Davis, he can't just be a first and second down guy. He's got to be a pass rusher. And in 43 games, he had nine sacks at Georgia. He's got to be better than that. It's got to be. He's got to be more of a factor. If you're the 12th or 13th pick in a draft, you just can't be a run stopper. And you can't run four seven eights. You got to be a little bit more productive. Um, would you lose? Would you lose this first game if it means you get better to make the playoffs? Absolutely not. I never want to lose anything I'm in, including hopscotch. I, I hate when people say that, you know, I'd rather lose a game. When people were talking about the Patriots a couple of years ago when they were undefeated. Well, maybe if they had lost a game late. Man, losing sucks. Losing is like a disease. It's contagious. You never want to have losing around you. And you don't want losers around you. You want to have a winning mentality at all times around you. Whoever said losing is good is a loser. And by the way, anybody who roots like that, I'll show you a waiter. This, that's right, Dash, should be a statement game. Should be a statement game. Only way we lose the game is if Gannon... Daz, I don't think you lose this game. But I don't want to see anybody flopping around. Go in there. Be organized. Run them over. Both sides of the ball. Pressure golf. Jared Golf is a guy who can't take pressure. You let him sit back there? Guy did go to a Super Bowl, and he was on an NFC championship team. It's not like he completely sucks. What's up next shift? Appreciate you coming aboard. But I also know we have Hurts as quarterback. He's not better. Look, Jalen, Jalen is the one thing you have to understand about your quarterback. He's smart. He knows. He sees the game. I think he's got a good understanding of the game. I do. And more importantly, I think he has a great understanding of his skill set. The reason he takes off is because he knows he's not great at progression reading yet. He knows that. Okay? He understands that. And that's why he wins with the style. I don't want to change that. I want to feed into that more. I want to feed into that style because, listen, you guys all want Jalen to throw the ball 38 times. I don't. I want Jalen to get better at being Jalen. And that's not it. You're trying to change the guy. How many, you know, I, it, it reminds me of broadcasting when a new PD or a general manager hires you and brings you in. And all of a sudden he says, hey, talk this about this. 
do this. Hey, we want to put a benchmark on your show. And you're like, wait a minute. You hired me to do a job for you. Let me be me and let me be as good as I can be. This is what I do best. Throwing the ball 38 times a game is not what I do. Managing the football game is what I do best. Okay? Knowing your abilities and knowing your limitations, Davey boy, is what we want Jalen to get better at. That's how he's going to get his $40 million. Not having you think he's going to turn into Josh Allen or Joe Burrow. I don't want that. I thought about this over the weekend. You guys are trying to change the kid. I want the kid to be the best version of him. Be the best ver- coach him. Not coach Josh Allen 2.0. Coach Jalen Hurts. You know, I, I, I've sat here and I go, I, I think it was you, Xander. You're the one that said this, I think, a couple um, weeks ago. This guy's going to win games differently. He's going to win ball games differently. Then develop that. Develop him. Have design run plays. Have all of that. Have him, have him manage half the field. You know, I heard Greg Cosell talking like that. It's funny, I said the same thing to you about three months ago. Bill Walsh was notorious at doing that with Joe Montana until Montana could see the entire field. That's how he developed Steve Young and Joe Montana. But people want to develop Jalen Hurts differently than Joe Montana and Steve Young were by Bill Walsh. Interesting. And dumb. Okay? Play to the kid's strengths. Minimize weaknesses and mistakes. Okay? Dude, Tebow sucked. This kid's way better than Tebow. Are you kidding me? Tim Tebow did not belong in the National Football League as a starting quarterback. However, if Tim was smarter and had changed positions earlier, he'd have played 12 years. He was a great athlete. He was a great athlete. But he had his mindset on playing quarterback, and it wasn't going to be good enough. Do you know what team started doing to Tebow? Because when he was doing that RPO, Every time he came down the line of scrimmage, you know what the linebackers were told to do? Declete him. He would never have lasted a 16-game season back in the day because they had a free shot at him. When you're coming down the line of scrimmage on RPOs, you get a shot at the quarterback to hammer him. Okay? It's funny how people say the word never, Tom Brady... Tom Brady was a traditional passer. Your guy's not. He can be the best self, could be like Wilson or McNabb. Exactly, Rich. Don't bring up other quarterbacks' names. Let him be Jalen Hurts. The best Jalen. The best opportunity for him is to be him. Why would I try to turn him into something else? When he's not that. He'll never be Joe Burrow. He'll never be Justin Herbert. We know this. But yet Philly fans think that 4,500 yards is crazy. 
Guy in Baltimore won the most valuable player award throwing the ball 3,100 times or for 3,100 yards. Do you know his MVP unanimous season, Lamar Jackson? He threw the ball that year for 3,100 yards, 1,400 yards rushing. Be the best version you can be. Okay. Seals, do you know Bubba the Love Sponge? I do. He could be better than Dak. Dak's a better passer. Dak's the best quarterback in the division. Okay? Tom Brady would, could never win seven rings. Bro, it's not where you're, where you're drafted in the NFL. It's what you do when you're drafted. He was not drafted correctly. That's all Brady missed out on. But Brady was drafted. Was it late? Yes. They they didn't evaluate him. Shit, man. Michigan didn't help Tom Brady. How many times did they try to give that job to Drew Henson? They tried to give that job at Michigan to Drew Henson and some of those other stiffs all the time. Brady finally won the job. He had one season. He won 12 games, I think it was. I think they went 12 and one or something like that. And it still wasn't good enough. He wasn't drafted correctly. Baker Mayfield was overdrafted. Brady was underdrafted. It happens. Devontae Adams was underdrafted. Wasn't a first rounder. Cooper Cup was underdrafted. Happens. These evaluators are not perfect. Don't hold them to the perfect standard because they're not. Very few guys are drafted correctly. Lamar Jackson, he was underdrafted. 32? Really? A unanimous MVP. Interesting. Russell Wilson, third round. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. All right, I'm going to look at the 2022 Detroit Lions. Also, Jonathan Gannon and Hassan Reddick this week. I tweeted this out, and I'm going to continue to hammer that point. I, I can't wait to see what Jonathan Gannon and Hassan Reddick do, and I'm going to explain here in a minute. And we'll look at the 2000. 22 Detroit Lions. Don't forget in hour number two also, we got Gary Cobb from Fox 29 in Philadelphia. My friends, don't forget our good friends over at Morgan & Morgan where the fee is free. If you're hurt or injured on the job, there is no other attorney firm in the country that will take care of you and make sure you and your family have fair compensation. For the last 30 years, Morgan & Morgan has protected their clients to the tune of $13.5 billion. Think of that, right? 800 attorneys and offices in Philly, New York, and in Florida are there to do battle for you. It is an army of attorneys at Morgan & Morgan. So call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600. The call is free. The consultation's free. 800-512-1600. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, do me a favor. Tell them Big Sill sent you. Many times when people are injured at a place of business, they don't realize they may have a case. The fact is injuries should not happen. And most of the time when someone is injured, 
someone is at fault. Maybe the store manager installed a cheap, slippery floor, or there wasn't proper security. After an injury at a hotel, restaurant, store, or any place of business, it's so important to call us. Time matters, size matters. Morgan & Morgan, for the people.com. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on that can you... Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go back. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey, the largest workers' compensation law firm in Pennsylvania. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. Even better, Pond Lee Hockey doesn't charge a dime until you win. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. National Football Show. It's your boy, Big Seals. Please hit the like button. Thank you very much. So, Trey Lance is upset that the 49ers brought back Jimmy Garoppolo. I'd be too. Organization lied to him. Organization fed him a bunch of bullshit that wasn't true. You're great. Wonderful. Man, you look awesome in the exhibition season. Wow, you look so great. Holy cow, you're amazing. 
did we need to bring Jimmy G back? Yeah. Yeah. Trey Lance knows he's on a short leash now. Because he also knows that Kyle Shanahan's 7-28 without Garoppolo as a starter. You start losing ball games with that Super Bowl roster in San Francisco. Hey, by the way, by the way, I was listening to WIP. A couple guys in Pittsburgh think that Jalen Hurts might be on a short leash. I listened to it. They were on with Angelo. I'm like, what? I hadn't thought of that angle. But you think John Lynch is going to waste a Super Bowl roster developing a quarterback when you know that that guy could get you at least to the NFC title game? Hey, let's fart around for like, what, five weeks? Be 500 and what? Develop a quarterback when you've got a team that you know can hang right there with the Rams. I'm not doing that. That's why they brought him back. This ain't silly I'm talking. Their actions speak louder than their words. I love you. You're the best. Oh, my God, you're so great. Now, well, let me turn that around on the Eagles. And again, some Pittsburgh guys I've never heard of. But they had a point. So you think this roster that your boy Howie Roseman has put together, they start limping around not getting the ball to A.J. Brown or Devontae Smith or Dallas Goddard. You think they're going to go through the entire season just limping along, developing Jalen Hurts when they know they got a Super Bowl roster? I say it too. Really? Okay. Okay. I'm not the only one that thinks that. You got a top five tight end. You got a top 10 wide out. You got a kid who's on the horizon. You get the number one running attack. If your quarterback is not finding these guys, he ain't going to be in there long. Look at what they're doing at San Francisco. Same shit. They balked. They balked. And get this. They gave up three ones for the kid. Three ones. They gave up a second rounder, albeit a big pick for Jalen Hurts. There's more pressure on Trey Lance. Trey Lance just can't get to the playoffs and win an opening round playoff game like Jalen can and call it a success. He's got to get to the Super Bowl and win it. Shit, Garoppolo got to the Super Bowl. He's been to two of the last three NFC title games. You got to one-up it. You got to one-up it. Hey, and by the way, this I'm sick of this topic here. For this point, I don't give a shit about Jalen Hurts. I care the Eagles win the NFC. Whatever that looks like, ask Nick Foles that. Do you care what that looked like when Wentz didn't go across the finish line? Or did you care when you were on Broad Street drinking beers with the fellas and they won the Super Bowl? Did you give a shit who the driver of the taxi cab was? No. 
Who cares who's driving? This is a team sport. This is about winning. It's not about one dude. This is about winning. Look at what the Niners are doing. They're doing the same shit that's going on in Philly. You're great. They're telling telling the kid everything he wants to hear. Jalen's smart enough to know that, though. 49ers don't believe it. And they went to the NFC title game last year. Oh, and they also beat the Eagles. (laughs) I'm sick and tired. If Jalen Hurts ain't getting a job done, pull his ass. Why would you want to waste a roster like this? I heard great Cosell say it's one of the best. I Well, shit, I've been saying it. I think it is the best roster in the NFC. And I'm going to sit around and wait all year? Not me. That's not what I would do. Okay? Eagle fan goes, you talk about that dude every day. That dude is the only way you go to the Super Bowl or don't. You think Hassan Reddick or A.J. Brown or any of these other guys on this team are going to carry your team to the Super Bowl? The reason you won in 17 is because Nick Foles played out of his freaking gourd. He got on a Eli Manning streak, and it was quite awesome to watch. So you don't think, so wait a minute. Hey, you know what? We've never really asked that. And by the way, I'm going to get to Gannon and the Lions here in a minute. So you think Howie's got a short leash or um, a long leash on Jalen Hurts this year? With the roster he built and all the things that he did to build that roster. It's funny, isn't it? No one in Philly asked him that. All he answers is, Jalen's our quarterback now. That's not what I asked you. It's a lawyer's answer. He went and got Kaiser White. Bradbury. CJ. Made a trade with with the Saints to get a number one pick next year. You're going to waste that? Rich is probably short with the draft capital next year. Rich, exactly. I never thought about it, Rich. I thought they'd give him the full year. But after listening to those two dudes talk on WIP this morning, um, and them say that, that he goes, hey, you know, are you really going to waste that roster if that kid can't get them the ball? You got to think they would yank him. How close were they to yanking him last year? Okay. They were two and five. Boy, Xander, man, parachute's a great question in. And here here comes another problem with the way the Eagles are operated. Xander goes like this. 
are we sure the quarterback position is up to Howie? Man, you got a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Ton of cooks in the kitchen. Jesus, criminy. That decision should be up to one dude. Not the baker and the cleaner and the GM and the owner and the statistician. Skid says, hey, Sills. Usually around this time, I have a major case of swamp ass because of Howie. The biggest addition to the Eagles' chance of success is that Hertz has his OC for a second year since high school. Yeah, but but Skid, let me throw this at you. It, it's it's a it's a it, you're right you're right. I was just get I was just talking about having stability on a football team, and that's always beneficial to having that. Absolutely true. But let me ask you this. Don't you think there were two different types of offenses last year? The first seven games, Nick Sirianni called. Then after that, Steichen called, and they went to a running attack. Is it? Aren't those two different offenses? What offensive system are they going to run this year? This, in theory, could be the third system that he's had since he's been in Philly. Doug Peterson, the first start of the games last year, those first seven games, and then the back end of the season last year. That sounds like, to me, three different approaches on how you went about winning games. Again, same voice. Coming back this year, I agree. I think that's a big, I think that's a big deal. Okay, I do. Two and five, like, with like three drop passes from Rager and company. It's a team, dude. Everyone knows that Laurie drafted him. That's a fact, not an opinion. Hertz already publicly said it was the same system they ran last year. How can it be? It's not the same system. They threw the ball at the beginning of the season last year, and they ran it 30 times. How can that be the same? It was not the same. Um, same play caller, same playbook, different pages in the playbook. If that's what you're saying, technically you're right. But they took those first seven chapters out of the playbook going into the second half of the season. That's not how they won games. Jalen Hurts didn't win games throwing the ball. He won games running the ball. Okay? That's an interesting question. I wonder what kind of leash he has this year. If they start limping around and they start fumbling around out of the gate, even if they do this, don't make that Lions game close because the quarterback play is not good. You'll have questions coming out of this. Watch. Well, we ran the ball again. I'm suggesting you do that. Okay, and if Jalen's proficient, watch this. I'm going to make a promise to you guys on Monday, September 12th. If Jalen Hurts throws the ball 15, he completes 15 to 18 for 153 yards with two touchdowns and runs the ball for 65 yards, and they win the game by two touchdowns, that's a great game to me. Because what you did was 
You played to the strength of your team against the weakness of your opponent. Read the art of war. That's what that is. Now, there's going to be games that you're going to have to throw the ball a ton of times to try to beat that team and outscore them like, say, the Packers. Every week is a different chapter in the story of how you have to try to win ball games. Okay? Vince, you're going to kick in Sirianni's offensive door. Let's see the kid play. I want to see. I want to see him play. Hey, understand this. I want the kid to get every opportunity and every fair opportunity. And I will do this to you too. Bro. This guy's got everything set up in front of him, okay? If this thing doesn't look completely different this year than it did last year, he ain't the guy. We're going to know immediately. I'm not saying first four quarters of the year. I'm not saying that, but you're going to know. You're going to know and you'll see frustration on people's faces. Devontae Smith, he's a pro. He's not going to do it, but shit, you think that guy wants another 940-yard year? Give me a break. That's not who that guy is. That guy's a 1,500-yard guy. But he's a team guy. You got a guy over there on the other side of A.J. Brown who's a 1,500-yard guy. That dude better get over near that or he's going to start doing this or at least his agent will. God, man. Who's the weakest link on the offense? Be honest with yourselves. John, I don't think Jalen's the biggest weakness if they play him right. If they play him right. Like I said in the previous segment, coach his strengths. Coach his strengths. Smart. Okay? Got to work on that pocket presence. He doesn't have very good pocket presence. Even Greg Cosell agreed with me. He does not. He takes off running too soon. You know why? That's progression reading. He breaks the he breaks the play down. He doesn't say in the scheme. So that's why Steichen and Sirianni have to come up with this playground stuff for him to play in that kind of system. They've kind of opened more guardrails. He doesn't play in a structured passing game. And if you think that, you're nuts. Even, even an expert who was on with the uh, with the fellas today said that. He doesn't play in a structured offensive passing game because that's not who he is. That's not me saying that. That's another show with another expert. I'm sure we'll have that interview posted at Jacob. Okay? I'm sure of it. Go watch it. Go watch it. He said the same thing I've been saying for months. Miles is a weak link. Better not be. He better not be. Mars says, but let's not act like he can't improve. Well, let's not act like he has improved. You, you don't, you, I, I don't see the improvement. There wasn't enough practice time. There was no exhibition games. Where did you see improvement? What, because some guy was posting stats? Where did you see that? Now, I like the Jets series. I thought he was great. I, I thought he was really good in that. 
It was really proficiently done. But the Jets, I saw Gardner Mitchell crush that team last year. Hertz is not a top 15. Bro, he doesn't have to be top 15. He just has to be proficient in winning ball games. Relationship with wide receivers has got to get better. Cody, just because Jalen Hurts is friends with A.J. Brown doesn't mean they're on the same wavelength in the passing game. Just because we're boys has nothing to do with talent. Because we grew up together doesn't mean that I can read a defense. Has nothing to do with that. I don't know how anybody, well, you know, they've known each other for a long time. They're really good friends. Great. Wonderful. Sounds like a really good get-together in the offseason. That's right, Chalk It Up Sports. That's the key one right there. No one can definitely say Hertz is improved. Hey, Chalk It Up, I'm expecting him to have improved when we watch him in the Lions game. So you know, I'm, I'm not being Debbie Downer on that. I, I am expecting him to be better. Now, I just want to see what better looks like. Why can't I have that? I just want to see what better looks like. What we're talking, I don't know what better is when it comes to him. It's a different style. They're going to coach him differently. He's not a traditional passer in the game. He's not very good as pocket presence. Okay? But he wins. Let's see what that version of winning looks like. Is that fair? Easy Money says, I don't think the quarterback is the weakness. I think the quarterback is still getting better. Okay? Eagles fan, this fan base's patience is trash. Hey, give them give them give them a chance to breathe here. Okay? Give them a chance to breathe. Bryce Young to Philly. He he he's a special player. Hey, that was real. I loved it too, man. I was just telling Xander prior to coming on the air. I posted that some of these quarterbacks are making more than, than, than Jalen. And I was, I was just having some fun. You don't know the rules. And I'm like, I wasn't really meaning it in a rules way, but I love it, man. Thank you for checking out my Twitter over the uh, holidays. I really appreciate it. I could tell it. You guys have really not a lot to do. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Anthony says this, the QB is improving. The million dollar question is how much until he hits the ceiling. You know what, Anthony? I I just want to see what better looks like. Okay. I just want to see what better looks like. Seals, you never say the Rams. It's always Brady or Rodgers. Your your football team is going to be right there. LaRams, your your team is going to be right there. You have the best cover corner. You have the best production wideout. You notice I said production, not the most gifted, but the most production wideout. You have a quarterback that can throw the ball around the yard. And what I loved about Stafford's development, even late in his career, L.A. Rams, what you loved – when Odell Beckham goes down in that Super Bowl and you guys are down, he had to come up with ways 
on readjusting because Beckham was playing so well in the first half of that game. And they did. They found ways to get the ball in the other hands of players. And Stafford, that to me was without question the best football game that he thoroughly thought through. It was so well done and such a professional job of playing the position. Kudos to him. For a guy that's been under 500 the majority of his career and has taken shots the majority of his career, that was the best thinking ball game he's ever had. It was really well done. And McVay played into that. So good, man. So good. Okay. Lucia says, play calling is our offensive weakness. See, I still think they're trying to figure out the show. I still think they're trying to figure out how to coach Jalen too. Okay. And, you know, I think the organization, I don't know if you guys agree or not, but I think the organization did this. That's why the play calling went to Steichen. And Sirianni went to more keeping an eye. Hey, by the way, I don't know what they're going to do on special teams. That's going to be a factor. That's going to be a factor on their special teams. Man, I got to hit on Gannon and the Lions yet, okay? I totally do, man. You guys are spectacular. Hey, don't forget Gary Cobb from Fox 29. And we'll see what he says. This has got to be kind of an interesting game for Gary. Gary played, I think, 11 years in Detroit. Okay, and of course, he finished up his career with the Eagles. But um, yeah, Gary, (laughs) both his teams are playing in the opener at Ford Field uh, week one. I can't wait to hear that. Okay, I appreciate everybody coming aboard. Please hit the like button. Hour number two, National Football Show. Keep it right here. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. The faces you know, the team you trust. The Delaware Valley's leading news program, Action News. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. 
At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. National football show at your boy Big Sills. Um, I was not impressed with CJ Stroud. No, not me. Now he'll have to do a lot more for me to say that that guy is gonna be a superstar player um in the NFL. And and for the record, too, I like Clemson. Georgia Tech hung in there last night with them. That quarterback that they have in there right now, they gotta make a change of quarterback. If they're gonna want to compete with Georgia and Alabama. And Ohio State, they got to make a change of quarterback. That kid ain't it. They they recruited this kid. DJ is supposed to be like the heir apparent to Trevor Lawrence. Not happening. They are not good on offense. They're they're they've got studs like Georgia does on defense. They're just not very good on offense. That quarterback is a far cry from a prototypical NFL guy. And C.J. Stroud, I see the same stuff. I don't really see anything. He doesn't wow me. That's not a wow kid. I, I just – I don't see it, okay? I, I The kid at Alabama – Um, and, and I'll say, what's his name? Stenson Bennett? Stenson Bennett reminds me of Trent Dilfer. Okay, he's like that. He's like one of them kind of guys. He could play in the league. He'll be a backup quarterback somewhere, second or third team guy. You watch this. What's that guy that played at Missouri in his, like, what's his name? Chase, what's his name? He's been in the league for, like, 2,000 years. Chase Daniel? Okay. I mean, he'll be somebody like that. Can't lie, Young would be special with this team. Bryce Young, if one thing we understand about the game today, the National Football League, shorter players can play in the game today. Okay, they can. They could play. They could play in today's game. There's very few guys I've seen so far at the college level where I'm doing this right now. I'm really overly impressed. All right. Let me get to – let's do the Lions first. Gary Cobb, bottom of the hour. Sunday's opponent for the Philadelphia Eagles. Do you know that – Last year was the fourth straight year that the Lions had double-digit losses. What does that tell you? I had a cup of coffee up there, and the Detroit ownership, 
you know what the problem with the Lions is as a group, as a team, as an organization? They run that team like Ford Motor Company. You got too many people with too many opinions in the building. You know, when you run a car company, you know, you got the executives up here, you got the marketing guys here, you've got the business people here. You everyone's got an opinion on what a car and how a rollout of a car should look like, and everyone's got their hands on it. You really have no clarity in the building. And that's exactly what's happened with the Lions. They run that Lions team like a business instead of with conviction and having a true leader in the building. They don't have a true leader. Now, with Chris Spielman bringing other people in, Dan Campbell, there's a direction. There's an energy. I mean, the Matt Patricia and the Bob Quinn disaster was terrible. They constantly go up to the Ford family telling them this and this and this and other people. People in the Ford Motor Company business were telling them how to run their football team. What do they know? What could they possibly know? about running an NFL team. They wouldn't. So hopefully they've kind of changed, but they've run their team like that forever. And that's why that thing doesn't have success. That's why they've never been to a Super Bowl. That's why as long as the Ford family owns that team, they will never go to a Super Bowl. They run it like a car company. Okay? That's why that thing is a train wreck. But they got some people in the building. And like I said, new direction. There's a new energy. And I like the O-line. By the way, they may have the second best center next to Jason Kelsey. This Ragnow kid, he may actually be the first team All-Pro this year. Um, he's a pretty good football player. They got Panay Sewell, who they drafted out of the first round out of Oregon a couple of years ago. Pro Football Focus ranks them third overall as the third best O-line. Okay? McMullen says that the kid Ragnow is better than Kelsey. Yeah, well, Kelsey's in his 13th year, and he, he's got Band-Aids all over him right now. And, you know, this guy's trying to get through another NFL season. So, yeah, probably Frank Ragnow's probably better right now than Jason Kelsey. But Jason Kelsey's still a Pro Bowl guy, and he's a Pro Bowl talent. This kid's just younger. No harm, no foul. Father time catches everybody. Now, and, and as I told you in the last hour, one of the things that you have to look at with golf, after they got destroyed by the Eagles when they ran for 238 on them and did anything they wanted at will, okay, anything they wanted, they were 3-3 three and three down the stretch, Golf had a 101.8 quarterback rating, and they took that ass beating to heart. Look, when you get killed like that, and they did get killed, it was the only game last year really under schedule where they just were not competitive, where they were just not competitive. Um, they took it to heart. That's good coaching. That's good coaching. And they went on. And they finished up the season on a strong note. And that's why 
there's some optimism in Detroit. Look, let me bury the lead here. I think this football team here is a six-win team. Okay? They're a six-win team. That would double last year's win total. They're a six-win team, which means they have some talent on the team. Again, they're going to probably lose like 10, 11 games this season. Um, And the defense was atrocious. For a guy like Matt Patricia, who's supposed to have this, this knowledge of being a good defensive guy, he was terrible. They were brutal on that side of the ball. Every single time they had to play against a team like the Eagles, they got steamrolled. Their interior tackles couldn't stop a cold, let alone an offensive line like the Philadelphia Eagles. They owned them at will. They've gotten better. Aiden Hutchinson, sure. Okay, it's just not enough. The player you're going to have to really watch, in my opinion, is DeAndre Swift. I think this kid is going to have 80 catches, and he's going to be a modern-day Le'Veon Bell, okay? He's going to be like that kind of guy, a Le'Veon Bell. I think you're going to see this kid really break out this year and be one of the better backs. He's a Pro Bowl talent, man. They're getting better. It's not good enough. Now, we'll see what the coaches do. We're going to find out. All, hey, let, let me get the skid marks here. I think last year's early struggles with the offense was of Nick's ego. Agreed? He was trying to let everyone know that it's his team. Agreed? With all the upgrades this year, I'm excited about the possibilities. Skid? Spectacular take. Me too. I agree with you. Absolutely. I'm excited about the possibilities of what can be. Everything is there. All the components. You put the engine together. Let's see how she drives. Absolutely. That's a, that's a fair take. That's a guy who's doing this. Hey, this is about, hey, Skid, you're an Eagle fan. And if Jalen Hurts happens to be part of the Eagles in three years, great. Your loyalty is with your team, not your quarterback. I don't know how people do that. I'm loyal to the University of Miami. And if a guy's not playing well, get his ass out of there. (laughs) I'm not loyal to players. If you happen to be a player like Jason Kelsey, who's put his ass on the line, played 12 years of all pro Hall of Fame football, then you become loyal to that. But somebody two years, one year, come on, man. It's about the Eagles. It ain't about Jalen Hurts. Ain't about A.J. Brown. It's about the team winning ball games. Whatever that looks like. It's crazy how people have – it's like if you're not a Jalen Hurts fan, you're not an Eagle fan. That can't be so – that can't be further from the truth. That is so dumb. I can't even begin to put that in words. How dumb that take is. I can't. (laughs) I don't care what the, hey, always remember this. I don't give a shit what the name on the back of the jersey says. I care what the name on the front of the jersey says. Okay? (laughs) I, I don't.
You have me wrong, man. I care about the logo, not the name on the back of the jersey. Okay? But your take on quarterbacks? Hey, yeah, my take is bad on C.J. Stroud. Well, wake me up when an Ohio State quarterback's decent. Let me know. Oh, oh, wait. Hey, G.I., no, no. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, G.I., this is the guy, though. (laughs) Yeah, 160 years of Ohio State football, but this is the guy. You're wrong, Sills. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, This will be the first time I'm wrong in 30 years of broadcasting when it comes to an Ohio State quarterback. (laughs) Fields is getting better. Fields is getting better. He is. Fields is getting better in a bad situation. (laughs) Hey, Sills, now you feel my pain. Hey, John, I don't give a shit what the name on the back of the Eagle jersey say. I could care less. Okay? We're all – maybe it's because how those ownership groups and how general managers don't give a shit about the players because they cut you and they don't really care. Fans care more about the names on the back of the jerseys than actually the players who play the game. It's pretty crazy. Okay? That's why you always see players goofing. When a guy gets cut, hey, man, let me have those shoes. Hey, let me have those. And it's really cold in the locker room when a guy gets cut. Let me have those shoulder pads. People on the outside would go, oh, my God, that is so mean. You want that player's shoes? He was just cut. (laughs) So what? Who cares? You're brutal. Nobody likes that snowflake. <laughs> um, um, the fans here are emotional idiots. <laughs> they confuse feelings for thoughts frequently. That's all right, man. Fans are fans. I'll say it again, man. I fell in love with the Eagle fan base. I'm, I'm liking the team more and more, if that makes sense. Hey, and even the guys who hate me and even the guys who show up every day, I dude, I, I, I have no issues with anybody. I really don't. I have no issues with anybody. Because you guys are passionate, man. Hey, fanatic and fan. Okay? It's about this close to one another. Right? It's about this close. Fan and fanatic. Boy says this, exactly. We had wide receivers open lots, and Jalen either missed them or didn't see them. We'll find out if that's improved. Hey, hey, boy, just just because they added A.J. Brown, that doesn't mean he's going to see him and find him. Even Greg Cosell said that. He doesn't have very good pocket presence. And let me ask you this, too. When I listened to Greg Cosell, which was a great interview, by the way, um, where did you think that improved? Where he has better pocket presence? Okay. Where, 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 did, where, did, where did you see that? Where's he improved that? You think Roseman worries about controversy than winning? What controversy? AJ's another target for him to miss. 
That's how, see, it's, it's funny. That's how I see it too. Like, watch this. Do you think Tua's numbers go up in Miami or down from where he was here? Let me ask you, do you think Tyree Kill's numbers go up or down in Miami? He goes from Patrick Mahomes to Tug of Viola, who beat Jalen out. Do you think Tyreek's numbers go up? Do, do they go up? I, I happen to think they go down. Okay? I actually think they go down. Okay? Brian says down. <laughs> you, you're going to leave. You see, if I'm Tyree Kill, I leave, I leave. Can I tell you what Tyree Kill's biggest mistake was that Cooper Cup is so smart? Cup took less money on the open market to stay in Los Angeles. He's got a play-calling coach. He's in L.A. He's got Stafford, and they just won the Super Bowl. And he took he, – remember what he said? Ain't about having the most money. You know, it's about comfort zone and having the right guy throw you the ball. He's right. Sean McVay and Les Snead and Kevin Demoff and Stan Kroenke are going to have a professional signal caller in that organization for the next 15 years. They're never going to draft another quarterback again. They're going to get a veteran guy and they're going to go with a veteran quarterback forever. They're not going to go through the Jared Goff stuff again. That's why they got rid of all their draft choices. You think they're sitting around like how he is next year going, hey, we got a great draft class. Do you know what Kevin Demoff and Les Snead would do to this Philadelphia Eagle team? They'd have made the trade for Russell Wilson. They'd have made the trade for Russell Wilson. They would have did everything. They would have backed the Briggs truck up. They would have did everything to get Russell Wilson in the building. Okay? They did everything. Not going after a guy in the draft to do what? To jack around again for another three years? Be in the same position you were four years ago with Carson Wentz? Jesus, criminy. Aren't you tired of being in that same hamster wheel? How long have hey when did when did when did Wentz get drafted to the Eagles? What year was it that Wentz got drafted to the Eagles? Can you tell me? What was the year? Was that 17? No. Was it 15 that he got drafted into Philly? What year did he get drafted? We wanted him. He wouldn't waive the no trade. It was 16. So you've been on the same hamster wheel talking about your quarterback. Wentz had some good years in there too. So not all since 16. Okay. But it's pretty much for six years or four of those six years, you've been on a hamster wheel. Do we have the quarterback? Hey, do we have the quarterback? Hey, do we, hey, should we draft the guy? <laughs> should we draft a guy in draft next year? Hey, what do you think we should do? Deshaun Watson? Or do you think we should go at who's Lamar next year? Jesus, Quimini. 
Surely you're tired of that. It's got to get really old, man. Hey, do you think Jalen's the guy? Hey, do you think Wentz is the guy? Hey, when are we going to – should we get – hey, what do you think of this draft class? Here is the top three topics for Eagle fans when we're talking not this 2022 season and not the Lions, okay? Hey, do, do we, is Jalen the guy? Should we draft a guy or should we trade for a guy? Three, three topics. You could be undisputed now. And you can make a show for three hours on those three topics because you've been making those conversations for six years. Hey, is Jalen the guy? Is once the guy? Should we trade for a guy? Should we draft a guy? Jesus criminy, man. Surely you're tired of that wheel. Good night. Hey, you see the quarterbacks that are in the draft? Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. My God almighty, man. That's, it's never end. Well, it, it, right, it's never ending. It's like Groundhog Day. Get a guy, man, you're comfortable with. That's what the, you know what the Rams did? Let me go get Matthew Stafford. Boom. You know what Jared Goff, and by the way, the guy we're playing this weekend, you know why Jared Goff's in Detroit? Because of his weirdo inconsistency. He's so inconsistent. He'll go on a stretch of six games. You're like, shit, this guy's good. Then he'll go on a stretch of three games where you're like, I I mean, really, this guy should be hold, holding a clipboard. Okay? Big picking goes 80% of the leagues on the same wheel. Isn't it funny, though? All those good teams... They're never on that wheel. The Packers haven't been on that wheel in 30 years. Look what the Bucs did. You think they were going to, you think Kyle Trask was going to be the starting quarterback this year? <laughs> I know everyone's like, Garoppolo would never go to Tampa. Oh, yeah, because they were going to turn that Mike Evans offense over to Kyle Trask. Really? They were going to go trade for a veteran dude, man. Shit, they may have even traded for Gardner Minshew to go down there and play. Buccaneers, the new trend is to build your team, not like Howie. It's more to build it like the Rams. I don't know where the Rams get their credit card from when they pay for players either. Dude, they're on a whole different salary cap scale. Because you, you know what they do? They don't pay for them other positions. Yeah, they paid for Bobby Wagner at a reduced rate. But can you name me another D lineman outside of Aaron Donald? Can you name me one? <laughs> Who's the running backs? Sony Michelle again? <laughs> no, wait, he's with the Chargers now. <laughs> Who's the running backs? After that Todd Gurley deal, they never are going there again. They will never go there again. They will never pay for a running back. Never. Flex says, Cam Akers and D. Henderson. Sounds like a formidable team in Los Angeles with the Rams at running back. 
Lori obsessed with Wilson. He wouldn't waive that no trade. All right. Hey, hey, man. My friend Gary Cobb's got to be, he's got to be a little bit, I don't know, perplexed this week because this guy played 700 years in Detroit. He finished his career up with the Eagles. And I mean, I don't know, Gary. I mean, you started your whole career there in Detroit. Little couple, he had some time in Dallas, and then you ended up with the um, with the Eagles, man. How are you feeling about this week? Well, you know, um, you know, the Eagles should win this game. I mean, but you know how it is. You cannot take things for granted, and it sounds like you know Detroit is looking for a fight. You know, so um, I mean, I, I like the Eagles in this game, but they better show up ready to play. You know, I, I've seen so many teams. You know, I was just talking to a guy earlier. You know how during the game, you cannot turn it on. (laughs) (laughs) When you get in the game and you show up and you're not ready to play, you can't turn it on, man. You could do and You'd be looking for switches, something. You know what I mean? (laughs) You cannot turn it on. That's why you got to show up ready to play. And, and that's the biggest thing that would concern me about the Eagles because, come on, you play the game in Detroit, you know that you know it's this you know they're they're a low they're a team that not expected to do much. And you look at the tape, you you know you're looking for something on the tape. You know if you look at something on that tape, you go, oh my goodness, look at these guys, man, these guys can play. But if you look at that tape, you don't see anything on that tape. The coaches said, hey. You know, you got to watch these guys. Yeah, okay, coach. Yeah, all right. Okay, all right. Let me get Gary, let me tell you. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I talked to Chris Spielman yesterday, mm-hmm. and I'm going to tell you what Dan Campbell um, has been playing for these guys for the last two weeks. That 44-6 to six ass beating. Yeah. And he was telling them this. That team came in here and did whatever they wanted against you, and they pounded us, and they beat us. And they said that they have just been playing that tape over and over and over again. Yeah. And Dan's like this. He tells his team in these team meetings when they go break down the two positions, he's like, hey, do you want that feeling on Monday again when you came in here and were embarrassed? And think about this too, Gary. After that game, yeah. last six games, they were three and three. Mm-hmm. They, they ended up on a high note. They got better. They took that ass beating mm-hmm. as a learning curve. And yeah. look, like you said – Eagles should win this game. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Like you said, they're looking for a fight. Hey, it seems like they're looking for a fight. You know, uh, I don't know the coach real well. I've met him a number of times, but I, I don't know him real well. But all the guys that know him, I mean, you know, and I've seen, you know, what he played. The, the guys are fighters. And you know that the guys are fighters tend to be able to convert that to a team where if nothing else, they're going to show up ready to play. And like I said, you cannot get on that plane, go over there, and, you know, you know, you just, you know, hey, this is going to be a waltz in the park. And all of a sudden, you get in a fight, and you didn't show up ready for a fight. You can't turn on the switch, man. You're looking, like I said, you're looking for that switch, you know. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey, somehow or another, they're covering the switch up because, you know, I've been in games like that where, you know, you show up going, oh, man, we're not ready. You cannot get ready during the game, man. You can't, <laughs> can't do it. So they better go out there ready to play and, you know, earnestly, knowing exactly what you got to do, being ready, practicing hard during the week, really looking at the tape, being serious. Even if you look on there and you don't see anything impressive, you got to be ready to play your best football, man, because I'm telling you, you don't want to get off to a bad start, especially when you got it laid out for you, man. Jump on these guys. Get this game over with. When you get out there, you hit them in the mouth from the start. You jump right on there. You take the ball, you run it down the throat, you, th you, you move the ball down the field, you score, you take it back, you, you, you punch it in again. That's the way you, you, you're going, look, man, you guys are not going to win this game. That's the way good teams do. Seeing, what did you find do that, out Gary? A lot about what did you run right the ball down their throat? Because to me, Gary, I would say this. Yeah. If I'm the coordinator in the room, I don't care we have A.J. Brown. I would do it this way, Gary. Well, yeah. let's see if the Lions have fixed their problems last year. We went for 238 against them last year on the ground. Yeah. Uh -huh. And personally, I think you start throwing the ball. I think you start doing something like this. I think you keep them in ball games when you do that, Gary, right? Don't you think you keep a team in ball games when you start throwing the ball and you have like, like, like three and outs and such? Go kick their ass like you did last year. Now, for some reason, I wasn't. I can't hear you right now. Um, you can't hear me right okay, now? I, I can hear I can hear you again. I can hear you now. Okay, good. You what know, what you I'm know saying what? is do what you did last year against them. Yeah. Beat them up. Let's see yeah. if you fixed it. That's right. Well, that, that's the way you want to start out. You, you want to come out. Got nobody coming in. You want to come in here with a, in a bad mood, man. That's what you want to do. You're going to come in there, and you're going to see whether they are serious. And later for, you know, people, a bunch of people paying them, uh, patting them on the back for their, uh, you know, stuff they were doing on eight. Having a little connection issue here. There you go. Now we can't hear you. <laughs> Let's see if we were able to reconnect here. And get our friend Gary Cobb back on here again, too. I agree with that, man. Like we said in the first hour, this is more about, again, man, go in there and let's find out if the Lions have fixed their run defense. Let's see if they fixed it. Instead of going out there saying that you're going to throw the ball 38 times, man, my opinion, I think you go in there and you run that ball right down their throat. If Jalen Hurts, like I said in the first hour, is 15 to 18 for 160 yards and three touchdowns, that's a great day for him. That's a great day. This does not have to be – there's no set number on Jalen Hurts' success except for wins. There's nothing to do when it comes to passing yards or what have you. 
Okay. M. Reyes says, Sills, Eagles will dominate and will come Monday saying they didn't prove anything. They didn't. You're supposed to beat the Lions, dude. Here, congratulations for beating a team you're supposed to beat. You're right. You're absolutely right. Okay. Let's see if we can reconnect here with my friend yeah. Gary Cobb. Gary, go in there and beat them up again like you did last year. <laughs> well, that's that's what you got to do. That's and and they need to be coming in with a, a angry attitude. You know, you go in, it's business. That's the way you got to take these type of trips. Come in angry, jump out there and get into a, a fight with these guys. Make it a fight. Because that way, you know, you're 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 going in there, you know you're you realize that you got the right mentality. If you're going out, you think it's going to be a walk in the park, man. That's not the way to show up to play football. You cannot do it. And, and as I said, if you start out that way and things start going south, you cannot turn on the switch. So you head up there like you're going to be in a, a fist fight. You show up ready for a fist fight. And, and that's the way you approach these guys. Uh, and, and, and you're very, very serious because this is a serious game. I was listening. I was listening to the morning show on WIP, and a couple guys in Pittsburgh brought this point up. And let me let me use a comparison on what they did in San Francisco by bringing Garoppolo back, because they're not really sure on Trey Lance. Correct. This roster that Howie Roseman has built, it's a Super Bowl roster. It could be the best roster or the deepest roster. I'll say that in yeah. the NFC. Do you really think that they have a long leash with Jalen Hurts this year if this guy can't find players and he hasn't progressed enough to improve the passing game? Do you think they would roll all 17 games, Gary, and really sacrifice all the work they did at all positions, linebackers, corner, yeah. mm -hmm. wide out? Do you think they would really just say, hey, it's more about Jalen than it is about winning? Well, I'll tell you this. I, I really think it's going to be hard for him to lose his spot. I mean, he's got to be doing something where he's playing very poorly, you know, because I think they're going to stay with him. And I, I really don't think it's going to get to that because he's the kind of kid that, if anything, he's going to he's going to go back to what he knows, which is he's going to try to take care of the ball. Uh, he would run and throw the ball out of bounds. He's not going to throw interception after interception. He's not going to do that. So I think, if anything... It could be the kind of thing where they say, well, you know, we didn't see enough, but I don't think he's going to lose his job because he's, gotta he's not going to take but so many chances where he's just throwing the ball up for grabs. That's just not his mentality. So I think that that could happen where he doesn't perform good enough. And then at the end of the year, they say, yeah, we're, we're going to go in a different direction. But I don't think it's going to happen with interception on interception because I don't think he's, if he throws a, a couple of interceptions, I don't think he's just going to throw the ball if it's in a crowd. He's just not going to throw it. He's going to hold on to it and wait to get somebody that's wide open. I, I and, and I agree there. Let me let me let me throw this at you too. I was listening to Greg Cosell on our network earlier, uh -huh. and he said two intriguing things about Jalen Hurts that I wonder if you agree. He says that one of the things that he struggles with is staying within the framework of an offensive system. He really doesn't have really great pocket presence and the fact that when the play's not there, he's more apt to break the play down and take off running yeah. because he doesn't have patience back there. Can you improve on that? And do you agree with what 
great Cosell said, it's it, and it's not lack of courage, I don't think, Gary. No, it's, but not, it's not courage. No, it, it's not it's, courage. To me, it really is that because when the play breaks down or that guy's not open, he takes off and he breaks the play down and he doesn't really play within the framework of an offensive scheme. Uh, that's that's him. That's that's Jalen. That's what he's done. Now you can see that he's trying to stop doing that, you know. And so he's, he's, you saw that in the preseason game. I see it in, in practice, working on not doing that, holding on, just trying to you know calm himself, stay in there, give give things a chance. So you see, he's really working on it, and he's made some progress in that area. The thing is, if I were coaching him, I would tell him, Jalen. Take what they give you. If he starts off early, just throwing those little short checkdowns, you know, because I see Montana do it to us. Okay, I see we I see sit there and see Brady do it to somebody. He takes the short checkdown. After a while, I know as a linebacker, my coach on the sideline, hey, we got it. We can't give the guy eight yards on that. You're gonna start taking that away. Now you're leaving the curl open. After a while. Then he starts taking that. Then eventually the deep stuff open up. But if a quarterback's patient, he gets the ball out of his hands, throws it accurately to the running backs. You got good running back, catch the ball. They're a tough tackle in open field. So if he does that, if he's just patient, take what they give you. I think that's the mentality. If he will have that, I think he's going to get opportunities, uh, you know, to look better and better. But you got to be patient and you got to believe in the offense. Who do you think has a bigger impact on the defense as a new guy this year? Even one of the rookie guys, who, who do you think really is the guy that you think is really going to be somebody that you're looking forward to this year that they've added to the team or maybe somebody that's been there? Well, you know, I, I you know, I, I, of course, Hassan Reddick is the guy that they brought in to have an effect on the team. I just think that he's going to get a lot of attention. Uh, I think um, uh, Josh Sweat is the guy that I've been waiting for him to take the step he needs to take. If he can come with it off that corner, like he, I've seen him doing in practice and things, he could make the difference because then that's going to uh, going to uh, really get take the pressure off of Reddick, and they're going to have both guys coming from both sides. They got a good pass rush from inside, but they got to have those guys coming off the corner, man. Reddick and Sweat. And so Sweat's got to step up, man. You know, I've been telling them a couple years, hey, this is your time, man. Take your time. This is your, hey, he's got to step up and take it. And it, it's going to be the key to the defense. They've got a good secondary. They've got a very good secondary. They got to get the pass rush. It wasn't there last year. It's got to be there if they want to win, man. You got to get pressure on the quarterback. It's a passing league in the NFL. You got to get to the quarterback. If you get to the quarterback, they pay you. You know what I'm saying? That's right. And 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 and, and Gary, one more comment from Greg Cosell he made about Jordan Davis. Yeah, I thought it was also interesting that he wasn't really a pass rusher at Georgia, Correct. and he wasn't asked to be a pass rusher there. Correct. And all of a sudden, you know, the big thing is like, well, he played with so many great players. Well. Everybody in the NFL is great, too. I mean, yeah, they have to have more out of him than just being a first and second down guy. I mean, he had nine sacks in 43 games as yeah. a player at Georgia. Again, I mean, to me, that's not really productive. 
That's okay. Right. I mean, it, it's not. I mean, they need more out of him, right? They need him to be you a know what? version of Fletcher Cox. Well, you know, and, and, and really just in the time he's been here, he's already shown tremendous improvement in that Great. area. And so they got to get it out of him. They communicated to him, hey, look, we pay people that make plays on pass downs. That's who gets paid. And so he understands that. You can see him working on it before practice, after practice. He's been making a lot of improvement because just from a, a um, physical standpoint, the guy's a specimen. I mean, he, he could base, basically take about anybody and drive them into the backfield and just picking up his hands, just putting his hands up. He's going to get his hands on balls, but he knows that he's got to affect the passing game if he wants to get paid in the future. So he's been working at it. They're going to get him one-on-one. -on -one. They're going to be playing that five-man front. You're going to see that quite a bit because – They've got Reddick, Sweat coming off the corner. Everybody's man to man. That way, you know, they got to block uh, Fletcher one on one. So they, they like to jump in that. So you're going to see the Eagles jumping in that on, on different downs, that five man front. They showed it last year. But this year, they got Reddick. They brought him in here to be a factor when they get in that five man front. So we'll see if they're able to get to the quarterback because that's going to be the key to their season. I think if they can get to the quarterback, it's going to help the offense tremendously, too. And I think it could put them over the top. Last question for you. They win the game, and to me, Gary, I don't want to win the game 24-20. I want to win the game 44-20. Yeah. And I want a, a statement that is being set and a, and a standard that's being set so mm -hmm. that you're supposed to beat these Lions. Hey, if you're expecting pats on the back after the Lions, then you got problems with that's your, right. your expectations. I mean, they've got to go in there with an attitude going – Hey, we did what we were expected to do. We came in here and took care of business. Is that how you see it? That's the way I see it. I mean, it's it's, it's like a, a heavyweight championship uh, fight. It's the guy you're supposed to take him out. When you knock him out, you don't even look at it. Get him up. Get him out of here. I took care of business. There's no celebration. You're not smiling or anything. This guy's a bum. I got him out of here. That's the way they got it. They got to go in there and play like that. That the Lions are nothing but a bunch, bunch of a bunch of bums. That's why they got to treat them, man. <laughs> no hey, respect. I love you, man. That's the Stanford in you, man. That's hey, the Stanford hey, in you. No <laughs> respect. No respect. You know, we're no supposed respect. to beat you guys. Take this whooping and like it. <laughs> Gary, I love you, man. Should be great this weekend, man. I appreciate you spending all the time you do, man. You're wonderful to me. Thank you, Gary. Have a good one. You got it, man. That's my friend Gary Cobb, man. I've told you guys this before. I've known Gary Cobb since I was 10 years old. Guy was one of my childhood idols when I was growing up. He's a bum. <laughs> the Lions are bums. <laughs> All right, man. Hey, do me a favor. If you're hurt or injured on the job, there's only one attorney firm that you need to call. That is Morgan & Morgan. They don't get paid unless you do. They've collected compensation for their clients for the last 30 years to the tune of $13.5 billion. Did you hear me? $13.5 billion. For the people is not a slogan. It is who they are. Okay, Over 800 attorneys and offices in Philadelphia, New York, and in Florida are there to do battle for you. And I say this to you with great respect, that Morgan & Morgan will not be intimidated, and there's no such thing as a small case. Call them at 800-512-1600. That's 800-512-1600.
They're open 24-7, seven days a week. 800-512-1600. And when you call Morgan & Morgan, do me a favor, tell them Big Sill sent you. When choosing a lawyer for your injury case, you may ask, does the size of the law firm matter? Well, of course it does. The insurance company, they're huge with unlimited resources. And whether your case is big or small, they're built to bully you out of the money you're owed. But here's the good news. We're big too, the biggest actually. And we're built to fight to make them pay for all that was taken from you. Size is our strength. There's only one Morgan & Morgan. Forthepeople.com. My wife was in an accident that changed our lives forever. She was in rehabilitation for years. She had to learn to walk again. She couldn't take care of herself. We couldn't afford a nurse. We were running out of options. One conversation with Pond Lee Hockey changed everything. They understood what we were going through and immediately helped us navigate the legal process. We can't thank them enough. Pond Lee Hockey, tell us your story. Go for the pulse and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. It's the number one news at 10 p.m. Action news on PHL 17. Join Shari Williams, Gray Hall, Deuces Rogers, and meteorologist Adam Joseph for all the big stories at a time that's right for you. Action news at 10 p.m. on PHL 17. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say... But as I always say... It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. are a bunch of bums big sills hit the like button how you doing <laughs> yeah don't make them heroes they're bums 
You better kill that team on Sunday, man. I'm telling you, you better kill that team on Sunday. Or I'm going to kill the Eagles on Monday. Well, it was week one, and you could see the snowflakes in Philly going, well, you know, they, they you know. <laughs> and No, I don't. <laughs> Do you imagine Mike Tyson getting in the ring? With Peter McNeely. Remember that stiff he fought? He knocked him out in the first, like, 10 seconds. I was at the fight ringside. I was sitting ringside, and I happened to know Tyson. And I we're sitting ringside, my, my wife and I, and we met Peter McNeely, and Tyson goes, I'm going to kill this guy. I, I'll, I'll show you my, um, my ticket stub that we got was like a thousand bucks, man. That you know, we got, we didn't pay that. Of course I took three people with me and he goes, I'm going to kill this guy. Sills. He beat him like in the first 17 seconds, knocked his ass out. <laughs> hey, I don't even think he broke a sweat. <laughs> this guy started running around the ring. Tyson was hunting him down. Like he was a rabbit. <laughs> he went, Oh man. I started laughing. I just started laughing. That's what the Eagles need to do to the Lions on Sunday. Don't let that team hang in there. Beat them up, man, like you did last year. Okay? Beat them up, man. Hey, we've had George Foreman on the show. George used to do that. Wait, you think I'm going to sit here and jab with a guy? I'm going to hit that guy as hard as I can and knock him the F out. Well, hey, Yale goes, Tyson was a killer. We'll make the Eagles a killer. Make them a killer, man. Okay? Make them a killer. Go after that team. Do what it takes. But then again, you've got the ultimate librarian as your D coordinator. Let's see what play we should run here for our coverage. Oh, yes, here's the here's the page. Oh, here's the bend but don't break page. <laughs> yeah. yeah, here's the bend but don't break page. Yeah, let's keep everything in front of us. I can't wait to see how he uses Hassan Reddick. Because I don't think that guy's very creative. Or I don't think he's, yeah, I don't think he's very creative. I think he's pretty intelligent. But I just don't think he's very creative. I don't think. That guy does not come off like one of the top flight DCs in the National Football League. I'll tell you what, though, man. He's a great bullshit artist, though. Okay? He's wonderful, man. Yes, hey, how you doing, everybody? You know, he's really, like, charismatic for the the cameras, and he knows all the right things to say. I actually hate people like that because I think you're a bullshit artist at heart because nothing – Nothing makes me look at Jonathan Gannon and goes, yeah, I feel comfortable with him having all that talent on that side of the ball or so-called talent on that side of the ball because it's it's potential right now here on September 6th. It's not good talent yet until we see it. You guys get that, right? I don't know how you think your defense is a top 10 defense. You haven't seen it play yet. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? People go like this, Jalen's going to get $40 million at the end of the year. And I'm like, you haven't seen the kid play. You got a top 10 defense. Well, we haven't seen the guys play. Uh, Okay. I mean, it's all potential. It's all potentials. 
Sills, why do we have to blow out a, a good Lions team that are sneaky? Well, I'm being told that the I mean they're bums. Even though Vegas and AC thinks it's a three and a half point point spread. Oof. Wonder why the guys with all the bags of money think the game's closer. Wonder why. Because you know, they build those castles in Atlantic City like Ocean and the casinos in Vegas because they lose a lot. It's probably what they do. Casinos, casinos, they lose a lot, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, you know, they, they don't really know what they're doing. Three and a half. It was four and a half about two weeks ago. Now it's three and a half. Okay. Well, somebody with the money doesn't really think it. And they do think this thing's going to be close. Okay. <laughs> hey, I just... I. I, this thing is going to be, I think, hey, I think this thing's going to be closer too. I do. We'll do our our prediction on every every Friday. We go over all the games, and we'll do our predictions on Friday for the NFL weekend. Obviously, we do some of that on – we do the Thursday night game. Oh, by the way, man, I want to thank the people at NBC for retweeting. Make sure you, if you can watch it, um, NB, um, Peacock is going to, um, they're going to tweet out my show name and Dan Cilio during the telecast. They tweeted that back to me on my Twitter page. So the National Football Show will be getting some love on Peacock on Thursday. I don't. I couldn't believe it. I got the tweet back. I sent it to them and they retweeted me back on Big Sales. Be looking for your name in the show name. We're going to do it on Thursday night. So we really appreciate that. Thank you guys so much. Okay. Sills, get Tyson on the show. Get Tyson. I'll get, I'll get Mike on the show somewhere. We'll get him. On. I got to figure out when it fits. Like maybe the Cowboy Week. <laughs> maybe Cowboy Week will get Tyson on. Because that will motivate everybody too. You get Iron Mike on. Well, you know, I, I, I'm going to tell you, you know, you punch him in the mouth. You just punch him in the mouth. I love, hey, <laughs> he gets pissed when I do that too. I've had Mike on my show a few times. Okay. Say you don't understand football without telling me you don't understand football. I love guys like that. Who says you don't understand? Dude, it's not rocket science. Line up, kill guys, run the ball. Pass the ball, defend. Hit somebody, knock them on the ground, win the game. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out winning. I'm hitting you, you're getting knocked out, and we're winning the ball game. Well, let's, you sound like Jonathan Gannon. Well, we'll just put this little scheme in here and then go kill someone. Go hit someone. You know, everyone's got a plan, like Tyson says, until someone gets knocked in the mouth. Everyone's got a plan. They go in to fight, you know. And Tyson goes, watch this. I'll punch a guy in the head. He had that plan's out the window. <laughs> okay. Omar, rock is coming. Hey, we're still waiting on all those. Don't worry, man. Everybody that we've ever said about getting on this program, we've gotten on. 
only one guy got in the way of us not getting a head coach of the Eagles on. The Eagles got a little upset with me because, well, you know, I'm not on the uh, gas pipe of the Jalen Hurts gas pipe. And so they got a little upset. Well, you don't believe in Jalen? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> oh, well, you're the only one. Oh, really? Ask everybody um, in about three weeks. <laughs> So what will you do if Hertz throws for 350 yards? Go yay. <laughs> Congratulations. Hey, um, boy, how good was Michael Vick in the postseason? What was the most significant game Michael Vick ever won? People I see talking about Vick. What game did Vick win that you went, man? You remember that game up in Green Bay? Oh, wait, that was Brady. <laughs> do, do, do you remember that Super Bowl when he was down 28 points or whatever the hell he was down? Okay. But wait, do, do you remember Manning in Miami? What game? Did, Packers won. Yeah, Justin. The only game he won, the postseason game up at Lambeau. That's it. He won no games in Atlanta. Hurts going for 4,200 yards. Okay, Chris. Is that over two years? <laughs> I got it. Hey, I, you know what? I, I've been kind of hitting on Gannon here. But I got to The miracle in the Meadowlands. That guy never won one significant ball game in his entire career. Significant games are NFC champion. Jimmy Garoppolo's got more significant wins than Michael Vick. Oh, I see. That's right, though. It doesn't count because, you know, a team carried him, even though the team 7-28 and 28 without him. Okay. Yeah. Vic's jersey was put in the Hall of Fame. It's the only thing that will go in the Hall of Fame that's Michael Vick's because it won't be his play. Okay? Won't be his play. Vic was not a Hall of Fame player. <laughs> I know it's hard for you guys to take that, but he's not. He's not a Hall of Fame player. <laughs> Even if he doesn't go to jail. It is, it's not a Hall of Fame player. How you doing, Trevor? Kane's put up 70. Hey, by the way, Trevor, Trevor works for like a, a Miami sports station, maybe both of them, down in um, South Florida. I will tell you what Mario – so Mario Cristobal texted me over the weekend. He goes, what would you think of the win over Bethune-Cookman? Xander, you'll like this. Hey, I, maybe I still have the tweet, the text. He goes, what would you think? I go, we'll rush the passer better. Set the edges better. It was a pretty good first win. It was a pretty good first win. But, again, you know, we'll find out in a couple weeks. Um, we'll find out in a couple weeks at Texas A&M. I believe it's at Kyle Field. We'll find out. No, Tyler Van Dyke did not impress me. By the way, Trev, you'll like this. Look at Xander's name at the top of my phone list. But check this out. I got Jim Kelly coming up in a week. My daughter says she loves me. There's Rob Stone, Warren Moon, and there's Gary Cobb. Warren Moon will be on tomorrow. 
Jim Kelly will be on next week. He's on vacation. We'll talk to Jim Kelly. Talk to him about true quarterback play. But I'm sure Jim Kelly sucks too, right? (laughs) Vic changed the game forever. He did? So so he changed the game forever? I'll take Joe Burrow. (laughs) You, You can have Michael Vick changing the game forever. I'll take Joe Burrow. Or I'll t- hey, so do you think Vic's better than Josh Allen? You don't really think that Vic's better than Josh Allen, do you? Seals, you never give a running quarterback credit. No, because he has a short shelf life and they don't win ball games that matter. Joe, I love Warren Moon, man. Love Warren Moon. Talk about a guy that threw for 70,000 yards, man. He's a dude. Look at Vic's numbers. What numbers? Hey, what's what, what was what was the guy with the beard? Ryan Fitzpatrick has more passing yards and touchdowns than Michael Vick does. <laughs> Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> Hour three. Let me take a break. Hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Android TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. The big story on action. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey, the largest workers' compensation law firm in Pennsylvania. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. Even better, Pond Lee Hockey doesn't charge a dime until you win. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. 
go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Big Sales National Football Show. Hit the like button, my friends. God, I can't wait till Sunday. Woo! Yes, sir. Because I'm not one of those guys that does this. I told you so. I'm not. I'm really not. But I can't wait. I can't wait. (laughs) You see... I, I got to remember to be cool because my, my wife says this all the time. How many times have you been right and you've been fired because you were right? Okay. A lot. Okay. Oh, man. I, 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 I can't. All I know is <laughs> I cannot wait till Sunday. And it's, by the way, there's nobody on your schedule except the Packers that's got a top five or 10 quarterback in it. There's nobody really on this schedule. Like when you watch the Chiefs schedule, okay, okay. (laughs) Hey, hey, wait a minute. I think it's either way, Xander. Okay, I, I think it's either way. Hold on for a minute here. Oh, I did. There's so many. New, hey, there's so many new. Hey, there's so many new players on this team. Even D Gun, I heard him say it today. Little fuck, he's a little frightened of that. Let me let me show you something here. How would you like to beat Kansas City? Kansas City Chiefs schedule 2022. The Chiefs will play the Cardinals. Check this out. Here's here's the Chiefs. Here's the Chiefs schedule. Here's the Chiefs schedule, man. So they're week one. Here's here's week one. They play the Cardinals at Glendale. Playoff team. Then they play the Chargers. Then they play the Colts. Then they play the Bucks. Then they play the Raiders. Then they play the Bills. Then they play the 49ers. Then they play the Titans. Then they get the Jags in week 10. Week 10. So what team do you think? Look at this. Cardinals, Chargers, Colts, Bucks, Raiders, Bills, Niners, Titans, Jags. Then you're back on the pony, Chargers, Rams. <laughs> My God. Rams, Bengals. <laughs> Holy shit. Broncos. Then they get the tech. They've had two shitty teams on their schedule so far. Until week 15, the Texans and 
the Jags. Then they get the Seahawks. There's three. Then they finish it up with the Broncos Raiders. <laughs> Good night. And here's who there. Lions, Vikings, Washington, Jags, Cards, and of course the Cowboys. Nothing like that Chief schedule. Zero. Zero. The, now, the difference in quarterback play in the AFC compared to the NFC is like light years. Is like light years. The Chiefs, man. Can I? I'm, I'm going to tell you this. I'm sorry. This is this is going to this is a prediction. I don't think the Chiefs make the playoffs. I do not. I don't think they have a running game that's good enough. I think it's going to be packed in the AFC. You lose Tyree Kill, more pressure on Travis Kelsey. And I don't really believe that they have enough in the pass rush. They haven't addressed the pass rush. Chris Jones had to get moved outside. And then when they got Melvin Ingram, they put him on that team. He was a factor after he got released from the Steelers. But they haven't addressed that. I'm telling you, man, you can win 10, 11 games in the AFC and not make the playoffs because that entire AFC West, the last place team and the first place team, there may be a difference of a game and a half or two games on a team winning the Super Bowl. That's how close that is out there. Yeah, double Travis Kelsey. Who? Juju Schuster? He's okay. He's a perennial number two. He's no number one. I mean, I, hey, Travis, I, I'm, Trevor, I'm telling you, man, I, I, I think they're going to have a tough one there. They've never really addressed the running game. To help out Patrick Mahomes, they need to have a running game. They need to improve that. Okay. Hey, hey, Trevor, that's the question mark for me is their defense. I don't think I don't think they have enough pass rushers. Yale says the Raiders are the weakest team in that division. Well, okay. Well, they get Chandler Jones, they add him. Okay. Their tight end's one of the best in the business. They added Devontae Adams. I don't know. <laughs> that's a pretty good looking football team. Yeah, hey, yeah, letting Tyrone Matthew, the honey badger, go too. So you let Travis, so you let Travis Kelsey out there by himself now. You let Tyree kill and the honey badger walk, and you didn't address the other pass rusher on the outside. I don't know. We'll see. Again, another issue with Andy Reid having a lot to say with personnel. I don't know. John Dorsey built that team. Andy Reid didn't. Andy Reid didn't even know who Patrick Mahomes was until John Dorsey introduced him to it. Hey, this kid's pretty good. John Dorsey was the general manager, and then Andy got him because John Dorsey cannot really deal with people very well. His bedside manner sucks. Everyone knows it. He also built that team in Cleveland. He was the guy before Andrew Berry was in there. He just got a shitty bedside manner. But John Dorsey's a good... He is a very good personnel guy. Okay. 
I told you Sills will name Hurts success because of schedule. Hurts? <laughs> Dude, he's got to beat a winning team first. He's got to beat a good team first. Okay? This schedule here is perfect for Jalen. Dude, can you imagine Jalen Hurts playing in that Chiefs schedule? <laughs> Dude, Justin Herbert would throw for 700 yards. And you don't have that offense to go back and forth. Here's the big key that the Eagles are going to have to fight this year, guys. Don't let teams get big leads on you. You don't have the passing game to come back. You have no comeback capability yet. You have not proven that. You may think you do, and you may think you have the potential to, but you have not done that in three years. You have not shown you could come from behind with these high-powered offenses that you play against in three years. So don't start telling me before the season starts on September 6th that you do. You don't. You haven't done it. <laughs> I mean, dude, when you get in a hole in those AFC West games, shit, you better have a quarterback that could throw you out of trouble because you're going to fall behind. Somebody's going to get up on you quick, 14 points, with like 10 minutes in the game, and you're into the game, and you got to come back. Eagles get down 10, 14 points. That's going to be a struggle to go on a 14-play drive when you got a run-dominated team. Carr got to win a Super Bowl just to justify not getting Brady. Flex. <laughs> Dude, man, all right. Right? Uh, remember the playoff game? 14-0, first quarter. That Bucks game, it was over. It was like Peter McNeely and Tyson fighting. Thing was over. <laughs> I told you this, man. The only thing in that Bucks game against the Eagles that was kind of close was the coin toss. The rest of it was never really anything. Okay. Oh, McNabb, really? Oh, yeah. That's terrible, man. <laughs> oh, this may be a projection, but I don't think our passing game is going to be as bad. Mike, I didn't say it was going to be bad. I don't, I'm saying it's not as going to be as proficient as you think. It's going to have growing pains. You're changing your entire culture in seven months. From the 30s to today, you think they've changed it in seven months with Jalen Hurts. You've never had a 100-catch-wide receiver in your history. You haven't had a 1,000-yard receiver since, what, 14, 17, something like that. I mean, seriously, and you're kidding yourself if you think you're seeing 1,400 yards, 1,200 yards, 45. You've had one 4,000-yard passer. It's Carson Wentz. I mean, <laughs> let it grow. Let it grow. Last year, we went 24 nothing against the Lions. Congratulations. <laughs> our secondary is good enough to take opportunities. How do you know that? Where did you see that? 
Keith Byers is not a wide receiver. I mean, I hate to give you eagle history, Greasy, but he's a running back. If our defense doesn't keep us in the game, it's over. Gary, you're going to beat this Lions team. I I don't want anyone to think that. Okay? And and you do have to have a lot of three and outs early, in my opinion. Don't need a 4,000-yard passer to make the playoffs. To 1-5, you're correct. You don't. I, I, I'm not repeating myself to people who don't listen. No, 90% don't have him. I don't know what you looked at. Okay, bro, you got something personal against Hurts? No. I don't give a shit about Jalen Hurts. I care about winning ball games. I could care less who he is. I'm, I'm, I, as a human being, I don't care. I'm not taking him out to dinner. We're not having bread or breaking bread. I don't care. I care about production, people performing, people winning, and so should you. Hassan Reddick, 13 sacks. AJ, do your job. I don't care. You see, I'm like your GM, Howie Roseman. I fall in like with players, not in love with them. Now, Jason Kelsey is a different story. Guys like that, you fall in love with because when you watch a guy in his 11th or 12th year getting on a second level and he's down the field knocking guys out, you fall in love with that. And you respect that. And that's what I do. Okay? I don't sit around going... And, and, bro, do me a favor, please. If you don't like a guy's style, that has nothing to do with being an Eagle fan or not being an Eagle fan. It has nothing to do with it. Zero. You think because a guy says some shit, shitty thing about Jalen Hurts, you hate the Eagles. Or if you say something negative about the Eagles, you have an agenda against you. I don't give a shit about Jalen Hurts. I care that that position that you've been on a hamster wheel for since 2016 gets resolved eventually. Don't you? Well, it's Wentz the guy. Is Wentz not the guy? Is Wentz the guy? Is Wentz not the guy? Should we keep Foles? Should we keep Wentz? Hey, Carson, okay, we got to get rid of him. Is Jalen the guy? Is Jalen not the guy? My God almighty. Aren't you tired of that? Aren't you tired of that? You've been on a carousel of quarterback conversation for seven years. It's crazy. I mean, Trevor, is this the guy? Is that not the guy? Is this the guy? Is this not the guy? Is this the guy? Is that he's driving me? Is this the guy? Is this not the guy? No, you don't like the guy. Oh, you hate the guy. You got an agenda. Agenda? What would that be? I don't like Alabama. I actually like Alabama. Oh, that's right. He got fired from that job. I actually like Oklahoma. Here, we'll be fair. (laughs) I could care less. 
who's playing wide. Hey, do I like Devontae Smith? I do. You know why? He runs disciplined routes. He's coached well. His community loves him. He is such a great eagle, an NFL guy, and a representative of his family. He is one of my favorite players on that team. Man, when he won the Heisman that night, I'll tell you something, Xander. When he won the Heisman and I saw his city, the way that they were all emotional for him, I was so happy for him. I was like, that. it, it, it did, man. It was really cool. That was awesome to watch. Never bitched, never complained, worked his ass off. And you're in a room with all those alpha dogs at Alabama. And he walks away the Heisman winner. Amazing. It's an amazing story. And he's, he's, a, he's a credit to being on that team. So, hey, so Philly 215, so you think Greg Cosell, who's been in the business 40 years, he's, he's wrong too, right? You think I'm wrong. That's okay, because I'm not really an analyst. I'm just a, a sports dude. I'm not a journalist or any of that dumb stuff, okay? But I heard Greg Cosell, who's been at NFL Films, and he breaks his stuff down. He has no pocket presence. He breaks down the integrity of offensive plays all the time. And he was being kind about it, how he did it. I'm giving it to you different. Go back and watch the interview that the guys did on Sports Take. But he's an idiot too, right? Okay. He said it today. I'm watching it. And I was like, that's pretty much what everyone knows about him. He doesn't play within the structure of an offense. That's why he takes off. And that's why they're okay with it. They're coaching him that way now. But he doesn't have a pure pocket presence. He takes off too soon. He has no patience in the pocket. It's not lack of courage either. I'm not saying that, and I won't say that. Baker Mayfield has lack of courage. I think that's why he takes off. Haters hate, so Greg Cosell's a hater too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Every, everybody, hey, everybody has an agenda against Jalen Hurts that doesn't agree with you. Gee, it sounds like some people in the political landscape today, if they don't believe what you believe in, you're a whatever. Quite a miracle how people think. Whatever, dude. It's obvious that Hertz has talent, but he's also a hard worker. I hate that. So what? Everyone that's in the NFL is a hard worker. You don't get kudos for that. Jesus criminy. He's a hard worker. Great. Congratulations. So are 2,500 other guys that make rosters in the NFL. They're hard workers too. So is Ryan Fitzpatrick a hard worker. So is Nathan Peterman a hard worker? Who else? Give me another stiff. <laughs> Chase Daniels, he's a hard worker too. <laughs> hey, Brian, I know, man. I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I get it. I... <laughs> hey, Brian, it's true, man. Okay. <laughs> Hey, yeah, hey, oh, so you gave Fitzpatrick more love because he graduated from Harvard. <laughs> oh, 
Oh man. Okay. Oh man. <laughs> Hardworking. That's JP Laus. <laughs> ah. Hey, hey, Trev. I got a better one for you. Jim Drunkenmiller, he worked hard too. <laughs> hey, Adam, I know. Um, actually, Adam, that's where I learned how the court. Adam, let me tell you a quick Bill Wall story. So I think I may have told some of you guys this. So I was in the Bay Area at KMBR 68 doing uh, radio. I was out there five years. You're going to love this. So I go like that. I get Bill Walsh in studio. Walsh, I think, had just resigned from Stanford because I think he, after he left the 49ers, I think he went back to Stanford. I think it went like this. Stanford, Niners, then Stanford, and retired. I think that's how he did it. So he, he hung around. He was a consultant for the Niners. And I remember, man, Carmen Policy, he was just such a stiff. Man, he took so much credit for shit he didn't do in San Francisco. And then when he got exposed in Cleveland, everyone realized that Carmen Policy was not the guy in San Francisco. He didn't build shit in San Francisco. But because he was a good politician, everyone gave Carmen Policy all these kudos for being a great executive. It was John McVeigh, Sean McVeigh's grandfather, and Bill Walsh, and it was the Bartolo that built that dynasty. Carmen Policy came in as a carpetbagger on the back end of that with the White Clark and took credit for all the shit they did. He didn't do shit in there. So, I mean, it was, it was classic to watch because Carmen gets that job in Cleveland. He goes in there and he tries setting up the team. They bombed. He sucked. Everyone knew it. Everyone in he, – he hung out Mr. DeBartolo. Carmen Policy was the guy that actually had Mr. D lose the team because he narked him out to the league. That's why Carmen's out now. Yeah. And Eddie's in the Hall of Fame finally. Well, here, let me, let me, let me hook you up. So I got him in studio with me and I go, you know, man, you can, hey, you know, I see these guys that are coming out of college and they got these real strong arms. Bill Walsh looked at me and goes, you don't know shit about quarterbacking, do you? And I go, what, what do you mean? Oh, you guys talk about Jalen Hurts' arm. <laughs> Jalen Hurts, you know why I don't really believe in Jalen Hurts as a quarterback? I'm going to tell you. Bill Walsh will tell you. I'm like this. This guy's got a cannon for an arm, man. His arm strength is incredible. Bill Walsh looked at me and went, you don't know shit about quarterbacking. Right there on the air. I went like this. Okay. A quarterback is in his wheels and how he gets back to a seven step and processes the information, taps his feet, stays in the pocket, reads progressions, has the courage to stand in there, let his wide receivers, because most of these athletic guys are so brilliant that it takes them the last second of the route. You know why Devontae Smith didn't have numbers? And Xander, you'll understand this. Do you know why? Because... Devontae Smith never had a chance to run a 15-yard out. Jalen would take off when he was probably 11 or 12 yards into his route. He would take off. Montana and Young are going to wait until the last second. The difference between being a franchise quarterback 
is that distance. Having your wideouts finish a 12-yard out versus a 15-yard out because that quarterback sits in the pocket and allows the wideouts to get open. Not take off and break the play down or the integrity of the offense. Those true guys like Burrow, who was sacked 50 times, why do you think that he could have took off? But he sat back there because he knew Jamar Chase was so gifted. T. Higgins. Mixing out of the backfield. Those guys wait for their guys to get open. To the last second. Hertz is not, he has not shown that in any game he's played as an Eagle. Greg Cosell said it too. Those are the facts. Until he improves on that, Walsh will tell you it's in the feet and it's not running for first downs. It's allowing your guys to get open. What's the sense of having A.J. Brown when you don't allow him to run a 15-yard in or a seam route or a post? Or curl. I mean, what's the point of having them? What's the point? Guy drops back. He's not open, takes off. Man, he's probably 60% into his route. Do you know how many times that happened to Devontae Smith last year? At least 90, 90% of the pass patterns and targets that he got last year. You know, I haven't really said this to you guys. And maybe I should have explained it more. That's my problem with it. He doesn't allow these guys to get open. He has to take off. But to his credit, he knows he can't do that yet. I don't know if he ever will, but he knows that. He was smart enough, though. And Devontae's cool today with it. I don't think A.J. Brown's going to be cool with that. Okay? I, I don't. By the way, Hollywood Brown made those same comments about Lamar. Lamar doesn't let you finish your route. That's why he's out of there. Okay? That's why he's out of there. Okay? Hat on a hat. How long did it take for Montana to get that? Yes, hat on a hat, and it's another great thing, and I heard, and I've been telling you that's how they should be developing Jalen, too, rollouts. It's exactly right. Hat on a hat. Montana, if you remember early in his career and his development, they rolled him right. When he threw the pass to the back of the end zone for Dwight Clark on the catch, he was rolling right. Montana had a great sense of rolling right, but rolling right, Gave him half the field to manage instead of the entire. Jalen Hurts can't manage the entire field. He can't see it. So having him manage half the field, this is how Montana was schooled to become the prolific passer that he became. He was schooled this way. And then as Joe in the perception and was getting better and he could see more of the field and those blinders went off. Joe was a deadly tart. He was deadly. And then you add, then you add Rice to the picture. When you have Rice and John Taylor and you have Roger Craig and Montana sees the whole field, 
you cannot defend that. <laughs> Those guys, it was you could not defend it. They were going to score points on you. Okay? They were going to score points. So having Jalen drop back in the middle of the field, you won't see that this year. They're going to roll them, and they should. That's a proper – they didn't – Steve Young, that's how they did Favre. That's how Holmgren – because Holmgren was a product of Bill Walsh. Quarterbacking is in the feet. But it's not what you think, running for touchdowns. It's getting your guys open, creating passing lanes, seeing the field, letting your wideouts complete their routes. How many times did you see a Pat? He'd go back, take off. You don't let your wideouts. He's probably 65% into his pass route. Common sense. And defenders know that. That's why they jumped the routes on him last year. That's why in that Buck game, they were laughing at him. They didn't do anything different. They jumped the routes on all the risks. Shit, I don't – hey, am I right, Xander? I don't think Devontae Smith had a pass thrown his way until the second quarter. I, don't, I, I, I just – I don't think he had a pass thrown his way. Brian asked a great question. Why can't Jalen see the field? I think it's his patience back there. Now, he's a shorter quarterback, too. Okay? So, to me, can I tell you there's a secret that, that Russell Wilson used to do, and he learned it from Drew Brees. And these two guys, because they're not the tallest guys on the planet, do you know what they did to combat being short? Instead of dropping back seven yards, they dropped back nine yards so they could see more of the field. Next time you watched Russell Wilson drop back, now he may have shortened that distance up because he's more comfortable in the pocket today. But early on, Drew Brees and Sean Payton came up because Brees is like six feet, if that. And, and Brees would drop back nine yards so he could see over the line. And he could see more of the field. When you're shorter, you have to take deeper drops. Defenses know that. Because most of the guys that take deeper drops are run guys. You could run around. Breeze was different. Breeze was different. You know, come to think of it, I think maybe Marty Schottenheimer started doing that when Breeze was out in San Diego with the Chargers. Okay, I think maybe they started doing... A little of that out there with him. I forget who the OC was for Schottenheimer on that team. I forget who. I. It may have been North. Okay? It may have been North. Pick, and that's a great one there, too. Do the Eagles use motion? I'm going to have to look at. I, I, you know what? I don't know if I saw a lot of motion. Because when you lose, use a lot of motion... Okay, the quarterback has to set that up when it comes to routes. I, I, I mean, they probably wanted to keep it simple last year. Okay, Sydney says will be interesting to see how physical the Eagles are. First game minimum, 
injuries after softer training camp. I think, Sydney, they're going to go in there. And I, like I was talking with Gary Cobb, to me, what I would do, I want to see if the Lions have fixed their issues when it came to their run defense because I don't think they have. And I would beat them up. And by the way, I'll say it again. If Jalen is proficient, 15 completions out of 18 attempts, 155 yards, three touchdowns, and they're moving the chains, and he's keeping that thing constantly third and short, that's a win. I've seen Brady throw for 160 yards, three touchdowns. One week, 150. Another week, 350. Just depends. That opponent, I would run them over. Because they ran, they went for 238 underground last year. There's no way they've improved their run defense, in my opinion, unless they schematically change it. And talking to Chris Spielman, they're going to put eight in the box. They're going to do everything in their power to try to stop the run because they don't believe Hurts can that win a ball game through the air. Now, Jalen should be able to beat that team through the air, in my opinion. Okay. I mean, I don't know why Howie didn't. I mean, Big Sills would have certainly made the Eagles better trading three picks for a suspended Watson. You're damn right I would have. You would be better with Deshaun Watson as your quarterback. Are you an idiot? <laughs> oh, I forgot. You're looking at um, the uh, Citizen of the Year Award in Philly. It's about winning games, dude. If the league allows him back and he's playing, I want him. This is not citizen of the year. If we're talking man of the year, citizen of the year, father of the year, he's not my guy. If we're talking being an NFL quarterback, he's my guy. And there's 230 million guaranteed reasons why. I mean, <laughs> dumb. I'd rather have Jalen than Deshaun. Really? To all I need to know about you, dude. And again, I'm not talking about him dating my daughter. <laughs> again, about the name on the back of the jersey instead of the front of the jersey. Jesus, criminy. Unreal how you think about shit. I want to win a game. Any means necessary. Within the rules, within the structure. I don't care. And I'm not going to have a guy on my football team because what? You like him? This is not a popularity contest. You got a chance to do something special this year. And I've been saying it. I got this team, this roster, as an NFC championship game roster. I've been saying it for three months. Ain't no hot take. I've been saying it for three months. Give a shit about one guy. but I ain't paying him 230 million guaranteed. Well, I get it. And that's why you have Jalen Hurts. <laughs> okay. Hey, you pay Jalen Hurts. And when that guy comes back in Cleveland, Cleveland will be a Super Bowl contender for the next 10 years because of that quarterback. And you'll be still talking about the toilet spin or the hamster wheel. Do we have the right guy quarterback? Do we have the right guy quarterback? You know what they're doing in Cleveland right now? A victory parade. Oh, my God. 11 
Xander's uh. <laughs> oh, dead right. Hey, Xander, do I have to take a break? I forgot. Do I? I, I forgot here, man. I'm having. I, I'm so excited about this weekend. Sounds like hurts that guy hater. <laughs> yeah, that's it, man. Yeah, I want to win a game. This guy wants to fall in love with Jalen Hurts. Hey, Jalen, I got your pack. <laughs> You're my guy. <laughs> Oh my God. If we are NFC champs, why would you not pay him? Because you could be NFC champs with another guy. Jalen Hurts gives me a chance to win a football game with a quarterback that's not an elite quarterback. That's why. And that's a rare thing. Okay? And if you could pay a guy... $35 $35 million, $10 million under market value. That's a win for the Eagles. Plus, he's your good guy. Whatever that gets you. No other team is giving out fully guaranteed deal. Agreed. I agree, Flex. I, I, I think what we saw with the Russell Wilson contract was a win for the NFL because if a guy deserved a guaranteed contract, now he got a lot of money guaranteed, and if he fulfills it, which he won't, over the next seven years, it could go as high as 296. I saw some of the structure in the deal, but he's not he's not going to be there seven years, my opinion, okay? Let's see here. Why did Jerry Jones spend a first-round pick on Amari Cooper if he wasn't going to help Dak get better? Maybe because he helped him, like A.J. will help Hurts. But Dak Prescott's a passing quarterback. Your guy's not. Do you not listen to the rest of the shows and their experts too? Greg Cosell's got a great reputation for breaking down strength and weaknesses of quarterbacks. He laid it out for you. Don't ever look at Hurts as a guy like Josh Allen or Herbert or Burrow. That wasn't me. That's a guy who's paid shows all over the country pay him to go on. This guy's worked at NFL Films for 40 years, and he says the same shit I've been telling you. But I say it harsher. Like Sill says, enjoy the one. You bet. By the way. Do do I believe? Hey, we'll talk more about actually what happens on Friday because I do all my picks each and every single Friday NFL. A couple college games to sprinkle in there too. But um, they go in there. They got to run that rock. Be proficient on third down. Don't get psycho in what you want to do. Don't lose your patience. And they'll come out of that with a good win. They should. Question mark's going to be the other dude on the other side. I got Like I said, Jalen Hurts kind of is in my bullseye, but it's more to D.C. on that team. I think he's soft. This guy's ice, ice cream cone soft. I got a problem with that. I don't think you could be a soft defensive coordinator 
Yeah, plain and simple. I don't think you could be a, a, a soft defensive coordinator. All right, hit the like button. Keep it here on the National Football Show. My wife was in an accident that changed our lives forever. She was in rehabilitation for years. She had to learn to walk again. She couldn't take care of herself. We couldn't afford a nurse. We were running out of options. One conversation with Pond Lee Hockey changed everything. They understood what we were going through and immediately helped us navigate the legal process. We can't thank them enough. Pond Lee Hockey, tell us your story. Go for the polls and the pools. Go for the ooze and the oz. Go for the bubbles and the bubbly. Go for the story and the stories. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. It's the number one news at 10 p.m. Action news on PHL 17. Join Shari Williams, Gray Hall, Deuces Rogers, and meteorologist Adam Joseph for all the big stories at a time that's right for you. Action news at 10 p.m. on PHL 17. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say... But as I always say... It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. National football show, your boy Big Sells. Jeez. Other radio hosts are tweeting at me now and upset with me now. And man, but you guys worry about your own fledgling shows. Jesus Grammy, man. Care what Big Sills says. I love it. I won't say the radio host, but man, guys on the same time I'm on. You would think that they would be worried about their shows, but hey, that's okay. You're welcome aboard too to watch. I love it. It's all good. 
Hey, Brian, you should see these guys, man. I got a producer and a host tweeting at me while they're on the air. It's classic. <laughs> oh, my God almighty, Xander's right. This thing's going to be like a, um, I mean, it's an atomic bomb. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Jesus. Tyrone, man. Worry about your own show, dude. Seriously, guy. You need to. It's like a convention. <laughs> I digress. Anyway. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, this is why I love Tom Brady. Okay? This is why. Tom Brady was asked a question today. Hey, Tom, what 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 let what what else do you have to prove? You know what Brady fires back at this guy and says, you kidding me? I got to prove it to my teammates every single day. I got to prove it to my teammates every single year. I got to prove it to myself every single day of my life. When I step on a football field, that I'm the guy to lead this football team to a championship. That is what drives me. Nothing else. Brady is the greatest 1-0 player in NFL history. He doesn't talk like LeBron on the fourth time. He's done like that thing called, what is it, the shop? Hey, man, yeah, I'm going to pass Kareem this year. Oh, that'll be a scene. And the woke media and the softest hell snowflake media will be like, LeBron passes Kareem. <laughs> okay, guy, you don't really think that LeBron's a better player than Abdul-Jabbar. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, you're crazy, right? I think Jabbar lost one game in college to Houston. And what was the other thing? Um, he was the all-time leading scorer. He won six NBA championships, all those MVP awards and everything that he did. And he had the greatest shot in the history of basketball, the skyhook, which nobody could defend. And who would you rather have with two minutes left in the game? The skyhook or a guy shooting a jump shot? I'll take the skyhook. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the greatest, oh, oh, you know, I'm I'm going with Abdul Jabbar. Abdul Jabbar, I'll take Kareem on the pivot over LeBron any day, any day, any day. Six titles, five MVPs, three national championships. I mean, Jabbar's the greatest player. He was the greatest high school player, college player, NBA player. I mean, nobody had a shot like Jabbar. It was compared to Reggie White's hip toss on his sack, the skyhook. Nobody defended the skyhook. Kidding me, man? Hey, Ryan, Sills Carton has a show on FS1. I know he does, man. I'm going on it. I'm going on that thing, man. I'm going on it. I know, man. He invited me already. He's good. <laughs> yeah. And I was like this. Okay, we shall see, man. Anyway, so Brady's like this. Yeah, I got all this to prove. This is why I love this lumberyard, dude. Brady's got to prove it every day, man. He does not care about his resume. He will later. But LeBron's the guy that's always like, oh, man, see how many points I scored? Really, 
here, 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 when I think of LeBron, I think of this. Myself backslaps. When I think of Brady, I think of Brady slapping his teammates' backs. That's why you never hear anybody talking shit on Brady, except for Psycho AB. Everybody else. It's an honor to play with him. Hey, and don't you think this too? So LeBron's 37 years old. And like the executives in the NBA and the players in the NBA, they don't vote him like the best. Brady's 44. And the players had a recent vote, and they voted the 44-year-old Brady the best player in the game. That's what makes me have great respect for today's NFL guys, that they give that guy his kudos and his props for what he's accomplished and who he is. That's respect about the league guys. 44 years old. I don't really think anybody really thinks Brady's the best player in the game still at 44. But the players showed him respect. That's respect. That's not being on a blowhorn. That's not being your own PR personal guy. That's not doing anything crazy. That's just being Tom Brady. That's so cool when others talk to you like that. Okay? I love that. So awesome. Okay? Hey, (laughs) hat on a hat. Lloyd Carr put that chip on his shoulder? Maybe. Hey, isn't it hey, isn't it crazy how Michigan now? Brady's a Michigan guy. Well, he wasn't a Michigan guy when he was there. You hated the guy. They hated Tom Brady at Michigan. <laughs> okay. Really? <laughs> Right? Dudes. Hey, man. Right? Unbelievable, man. What great, great respect that they showed Tom Brady. Hey, and just because Kareem's a little quirky, and I think personally the media hated Kareem Abdul-Jabbar because he changed his name, and he changed it to a Muslim name, and that's why they hated him. Okay, Kareem is his own thinker. I love his children's book. His coach used to send me books all the time too, Coach Wooden. I'm a huge Kareem Abdul-Jabbar fan because I love a man who stands on his own and has his own beliefs and doesn't let others influence him. Abdul-Jabbar is tremendous. He's tremendous, Abdul-Jabbar. Okay, just tremendous. What a great career. What what actually a great, great man. On what he's accomplished. Love Kareem. Yep. Warren Moon's tomorrow. And so is it's tomorrow Wednesday. We got we got Warren Moon tomorrow at 5:30 Eastern. And we're gonna put Rob Stone on college football, and we'll get his take. He's the stadium host and the studio host. For college football on Fox, he's a dear friend of mine, been for like 20 years. And um, we'll talk with those two guys. That'll be tomorrow, uh, Wednesday. And then on Thursday, Merrill Reese is stepping in with us, the voice of the Philadelphia Eagles. And yet to be determined who we're going to put on. I'm trying, I was trying to get Jim Kelly for Friday. But um, I may put somebody from 
um, a, I, I, I may, I may put, um, um, a guy talking about this weekend's games on, I'm not sure yet what we're going to try to do here on Friday here. Cause I want to be able to, a fantasy guy, not that I'm really big into it, but there's a lot of folks into it. Marv says Chris Sims, who also hates. <laughs> so you think Chris Sims hates hurts? <laughs> he hates hurts. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, Dan. You're a part of my family. We listen to you a lot. Thank you, Brian. That's an honor, man. Everybody here at Jacob appreciates that. I do. That's for sure. Okay. Thank you. Ain't going to lie. Lou Alcindor sounds. Dude, I love Lou Alcindor. I, I love that name, man. Big Lou. That's what uh, Coach Wooden called him, was Big Lou. Greasy goes, can you imagine what Warren Moon's stats would have been like if he spent – did not spend those five years in the CFL. Hey, Greasy, I count them. It's 70,000. I've added it up. Plus the postseason, he's thrown for 70,000 yards. Warren Moon. 70,000. Yes, he did win a championship in Milwaukee with um, Oscar Robertson. Oscar came over from Cincinnati, the Cincinnati Royals. And he came over, and they put him on that team, and they ended up winning an NBA championship. And what Giannis has done, I love Giannis. He's kind of a throwback. He's not leaving. Don't you love a guy like Giannis? Drafted to Milwaukee, wants to stay in Milwaukee, said he wanted to win a championship in Milwaukee, and he did it. Dale, thank you for becoming a new member. We appreciate that very much. Yes, we do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. So, hey, I just would like to send a, a personal message out here. All the people that are like on radio stations in uh, Philly, man, I'm, I'm touched. I'm touched. <laughs> I'm touched that you would check us out as diligently as you have here today. And um, sending me messages and text messages, it's wonderful, man. I just, you wait till this season, my friends. <laughs> It's only starting now. Game week. We are going to be knee deep into this, and I am trying to get Chris Spielman on too, the senior executive with the Lions, and I'm working my ass off to try to get him on this week. So tomorrow, Rob Stone from Fox Sports and also Warren Moon tomorrow, Pro Football Hall of Famer. We will talk Jalen Hurts with him tomorrow. We'll get his opinion on what he thinks of Jalen. Okay, Hall of Fame guy? We'll meet here tomorrow, 5.30 Eastern for Warren if you want. Show starts at 3. We'll see you then. Have a great day. Xander, great stuff. And we'll see you on the flip side. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.